<laughs> Pot of gold. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and we've got a great show for you today. Your voice sounds a lot louder than mine to me right now. Check one, two, check one, two. No, you say that. Check one, two, check one, two. Okay, cool. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm joined in the studio today with my daughters, and we're just doing a quick intro for the Casey Venus episode, which I will admit, one of my favorites. I apologize that this episode has been late. I, I don't have a great excuse. I've been just had a crazy busy week and nothing too serious, but I just haven't had time. And so I've been uh, procrastinating. But we're working on it now. So the interview is all edited and ready to go. And we're just going to polish it up with this little intro and you'll have it. And we're good to go. What were we just talking about that I said would be ASMR. good? ASMR. ASMR, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. How you said it's a weird way to make a living doing yeah. ASMR videos on well, YouTube. it kind of depends on the ASMR because there's like a bunch of different types. There's like slime. There's like where they like just unpackage stuff and like tap it with their nails and like unpeel stuff. And then there's like food, which I personally think is pretty gross. And it's just basically where they smack their lips and slurp and eat food on camera. What I don't get about that is that there are... A lot of people who complain constantly about the sound of lip smacking and stuff on podcasts. Exactly. It's one of like the lowest ASMR categories. Not... Do you know what ASMR stands for? Uh, we looked it up that one time, but like it's... I'm going to look it up again. I can't remember. It's like the S is like sad. It's like to please your ears or something. Sensory. I, I bet it's sensory. sensory. Yeah, you're right. It is sensory something. And some people find ASMR really uh, relaxing, but, like, some others just think it's weird just to listen to sounds or, like, watch and listen. Do you get um, do you get the tingles from it? No, actually. I just enjoy, like, I don't like the smacking of the lips or, like, them packaging ones, personally, because uh, it just seems like so much, uh, I just don't get, like, the satisfying noise of like nails on stuff and like it just sounds like crinkling in a microphone honestly i get it i do get it and i don't i've always got it but i didn't know what it was called and it's i used to just call it the tingles but i used to get it really good when i do uh when i get lice checks come they come with the lice uh, thing and i would start to feel yeah. a tingle in the back of my neck and like down my spine before yeah. they ever even touched my head and um, I also get it when people help me with math, which is weird. <laughs> that's that's a weird one. Anytime somebody uh, is like close to me and whispering, mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, because there's a, that's also an ASMR where they talk to you like this. And they I like got it. That, just doing that right there makes yeah. my, my back of my yeah. neck tingle. Yeah, but like I feel like it's just so much money to invest in buying all this stuff off Amazon just to unpackage it for like a couple of thousands of views. Well, a lot like, of those people are trying to get their audience way up there so that eventually that stuff just comes for free. People, like right, because like, that's, that's uh, what happens in a lot of cases. Like how like, we got those free sunglasses. Oh, yeah, exactly. We, we didn't have to do anything but just but wear like, them in post. the beginning, that's like a lot of money just going to unpackaging stuff. And some of the stuff they might just buy because they want it or they need it. But, I mean, 
buying a package every week for 20 bucks adds up. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But it's if it's a business, like that's the thing is you, you can think of it as a hobby or you can think of it as a business. And if it's a business expense, then you're hopefully making money back. Well, yeah. Um, and exactly, like big companies will like start sending you stuff and then eventually you just get all of your items for free. But you don't get that in the beginning. You don't get no. it right off the bat. You got to put in your time. You got to put in time and effort. And like, that's definitely like why you become a big name. It is not easy to be consistent uh -uh. about that. Like to post every week or every couple days. I don't. Some people post daily. It's insane. Like how can you take, especially on like holidays, like in vacations, they still post every day. I know. I actually, even if I post three times in a week, if I post three Instagram reels or whatever in a week, I start to feel self-conscious, like, why am I assuming anybody gives a shit yeah. about what I'm doing? Well, yeah. Even though that's probably a bad attitude to take it. it yeah. You know, I'm not going to be successful with that attitude. But, like, what I think is insane, how do they come up with the ideas to film? Because, like, some people focus on one thing, and some do, like, different things every day. So, like, an example of that is, like, this one person on YouTube who I watch does, like, reacts to stuff but like she has to choose she can't just say uh try not to say wow one every single time she films because it'd get boring no one would want to watch it anymore and she tries not to say wow yeah it's like where you watch like satisfying stuff or like crazy things like trick shots or something and you try not to say wow that was cool or like Gasp or oh, anything. so she you, just has to come up with creative yeah. ways. She, you just try not to react. Jolly gee willikers, look at that slam dunk. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm going to need you to draw a bird for me. You want me to draw a bird for you? Yes. What kind of bird? Um, a blue bird. A blue bird? <laughs> okay. Can we do that after we're done podcasting? No. Why? I'm doing art right now. I'm a bluebird, I'm a bluebird, I'm a bluebird, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Palmer. Mommy, is there a bluebird up in the sky? Look, Mommy, there's a bluebird up in the sky. <laughs> What's the beginning of that song to me? It's just Look, Mommy, there's a bluebird up in the sky. That category game where you think of a category and then you would play songs. And, and me and Sawyer would have to guess what the... the Subject was like blue would be one of them. Rain, sadness. On the way to school in the morning. On the way to school in the morning when we went to Long Beach and go to the bakery and stuff. That was fun. Yeah, I do remember that game. I loved playing that game. You guys got too good at it. We got really good at it. Good at it to the point where you would lie to us and say, "Oh, you didn't get it." Na 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 na. I played that song for you guys when you were little a lot. A lot, yeah. I can think of like most of the lyrics in my head. It's just one of those songs when you just hear it, you immediately think of your childhood, you know, like it has very your younger strong days. Well, um, so do you know, like, in do you want to just hop down and draw a quick bluebird and come back? Yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. Okay, oh. good. Oh, that works. Yep. Like half of those markers are dead. She leaves the caps off. Yeah, she was drawing a rainbow. Oh, I'm back. Okay, so I don't even remember what we were 
talking about? Oh, ASMR, which oh. I did figure out what that stands for. It's uh, autonomous, oh, autonomous. Okay. That's the same word. Autonomous yeah. sensory meridian response. So, you know how we were talking about, like, songs earlier? When it was just the three of us, mom, me, mom, and Sawyer, and we would ride in her car, we wouldn't, we'd just listen to the radio. And you know those certain songs that just play, like, daily that were, like, Pop giant... Song, top 40 hits. Yeah, giant hits that, like, everyone in the country knew, and they would just play every day on the radio? Well... Now, whenever I hear those songs, I immediately go to, like, Sawyer riding in the back with me and our boosters and mom playing it, driving around to go someplace. Mm-hmm. It's just my brain is just wired to immediately go to that. That will work for basically the rest of your life. Really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I have so many memories tied to songs and smells. Like, you'll smell certain smells and it'll take yeah. you right back to something from Whenever I think smell vanilla, like that, not like the vanilla es- extract, like straight vanilla but like vanilla kind of sweetened a little bit i immediately go to like my grandma or something like that like my brain is just wired when i smell that just to go to one thing yeah i totally get that yeah fresh cut grass does that to me it smells like money that was the first way i got money really yeah yeah fresh uh cut grass reminds me of spring it yeah because like me no too. one is really cutting their grass in winter like barely even grows right do you see people in on their lawn mowers like mowing the lawn in winter no one cares <laughs> yeah it's pretty winter. much okay well let's get to the uh the episode so okay amelia please don't bring that paper in here it's very loud leave it down there we'll check it out once we're done recording well, that's great. She's she's really excited to see it, but you you please don't bring it in here. We won't be able to hear what we're saying. You can come up here, though, Mills. Yeah, come on up. I could if only I could bring the paper with me. Not gonna happen. Hey, look who decided to join. Still singing. Okay, girls, what have you heard about in the news lately? Anything going on in the world? Ukraine, Ukraine, Russia. It's so sad. Have you seen like the bombing sites? Yeah, it's horrible. Terrible. (laughs) Well, there was like this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Mm. Grandma has it playing at her house all the time. You haven't even seen a little bit. Actually, okay. you just got better stuff to do. She, she's too busy playing with her dollies, guys. It's pretty busy. <laughs> Lydia, are you going to get in that chair? Yeah. Okay. But I can't because also. Well, here, Mills, come sit on my lap. We'll just hang out together. Um, there was like this news story on the news. Um, and it was like about these Ukrainian moms staying back with filming because they apparently don't have reporters in like most of the parts of Ukraine. So these moms are just now filming like the stuff that's going on and posting it to like social media. And then the news are taking their clips and putting it on the news. And they have this whole story of like the women on the news and like on zoom and they did this interview and like they asked why are you staying here with your children like why why stay here when you know what's going on right now like and they basically said if um 
if I lose this country, then what do I have? Like, this is my home. I can't lose my home. My home is all I have besides my children and my family. I can't lose my home. And it's easy to think about it when, yeah. like, imagine if that was our home and somebody, if yeah. Canada decides to take Washington State. Right. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to just leave. It wouldn't be an easy decision. It'd be a very uh -uh. hard decision. And if you think about it, if everyone thought one way, like, I got to leave, I don't want to risk my life, I'm going to die, just let them have it, um, there would be no nothing left. Exactly. Everyone would be gone, no one standing up. And that's why, like, it's good to have your own thoughts because if you only listen to, like, the people around you, then, like, everything would be gone. Right. Hey Mills, nice if you will just please not make random noises into the mic, um, I'll let you make all the noises you want once we're done. Okay? I'll give you your own real turn. But this is Elsa's turn to talk and you're kind of messing it up. Yeah. Does that sound okay? Hey Mills. Can you tell me about the bluebird you were drawing or coloring in? Um, I colored some of it in green. I thought it was supposed to be a bluebird. No. <laughs> what I else did you draw? I kind of drew two rainbows, and um, I also draw my hair print. <laughs> cool. And um, I kind of didn't draw anything. But do you want to come see what I made? Here, let's finish up this intro and get out of here, and then we'll just have the rest uh, of our daddy-daughter date. And we won't have to worry about podcasting. Yeah. Um, I made that for you. <gasps> really? I yeah. can't wait to see it. Okay. So, girls, are you ready to take the oath? Yeah. What's okay. the oath? Oh. You're going to have to take it out. Okay. So this episode has lots of filth. You don't, <laughs> you don't want any part of that filth. So I'm going to make you make a promise to me, okay? So repeat after me. I. 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 State your name. State your name. Say your name. Elsa. Say your name. Say your name now. Amelia. I, Amelia or Elsa, do promise. Do promise. Do promise. Never, never to listen to this podcast episode. To ever listen to this podcast episode. To never. Wait, why? Bob has said this. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because the guest and me talked about uh, puberty. Oh. Are you familiar with puberty, Elsa? Um. Puberty is a thing <laughs> where your body starts to change. You have hormones yep. raging. You start to feel all these feelings that you maybe you didn't feel before. I took the oath. Do you want to do you want to talk about puberty a little bit more, or should we move on? No, let's move on. Okay. Well, <laughs> we talk about puberty. We talk about some of the earlier experiences that we had in a uh, mm. romantic realm. Okay. A lot of stuff you don't want to hear about your dad. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I took the oath. The oath is done. You got that out of the way. You'll never have to be traumatized by hearing about these things. And uh, cool. the audi audience can enjoy it and know that no children were traumatized in the making of this podcast. Cool. Okay, girls. Oh. Um, let's see. If oh. you want to find Ramble by the River on social media, you can get on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Ramble by the River and on Twitter at Ramble River Pod. If you have guest suggestions or you have any kind of a business inquiry, you want to throw an advertisement in the podcast, we can do that. Hit me up at admin1 at ramblebytheriver.com. All of this information plus much, much more is available at ramblebytheriver.com. Would, would you stop making noise, please? No more of that. Beatboxing, Dad. I know, and it's cool, but it makes it hard to hear what I'm saying. Blue sky, blue sky. Oh, also, you should not listen to this podcast around your children. Oh, yeah, thank you. That was on the to-do list. 
Um, yeah, a big warning. Yep. Don't listen to this with your kids. It, it gets pretty pretty dirty. So yep. it's an adult show. Please, please one more. Go ahead and finish up, and then we'll then we'll just. Bye bye blue sky. Bye bye blue sky. Bye bye blue sky. Bye 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 bye. What the blue sky do to you? Why do you why do you want it to go away? I don't. Oh, I love blue sky. Please don't kick the table. You'll never kick the table. <coughs> no, I don't. Because you're a big grandma, grumpy grandma. I'm not a grumpy grandma. <laughs> you're grumpy grown up. Oh, grown up. Are all grown-ups grumpy, Amelia? You're grumpy. I'm not grumpy. I'm grumpy. You we all are? get grumpy sometimes. Yeah, it's more weird if you never get grumpy than if you're actually um, sometimes I'm, grumpy. I'm not grumpy. If you ever meet somebody who's never grumpy, when they're by themselves, they're probably very grumpy. They're very probably. Yeah. They probably just hide it because they don't feel comfortable being grumpy around other people because they have a fear of rejection. Yeah, there's actually a lot of people like that. It's interesting yeah. to think about. Different, different personalities. Okay? You're talking over your sister. And you can hear it, right? You can yeah. hear when Elsa's talking. Don't talk when she's talking. And please stop kicking everything. Just hold your feet still. You got so much energy. Uh, we're almost done here. I just gotta go over the last announcements. Stop doing that. You can sit. Go stand over there. Don't fall off the edge, please. <laughs> I'm so serious. It's like you kick me out. I kick I'm as serious as a heart attack right now. Don't you dare fall off that edge. You kick me out of the podcast, I kick you out. <laughs> She's not kicked out of the podcast, just out of the mic. Yeah. Because her little feet can't stop kicking the table. That's right. Ramble by the River is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. Now, it's no secret that I love each and every one of my listeners, but there's a special group of listeners that took the time to go to ramblebytheriver.com and they clicked on that subscribe button at the top of the page, and we call them the Ram Fam. And they've all agreed to pay a small subscription fee they get access to free episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive features that aren't available to the general public. We're talking merch drops, special features, and overall just the, that's the place to be if you're a real fan of the show. So to get there, you go to ramblebytheriver.com, click the subscribe link at the top of the page, and it'll take you right to the Patreon page, and you can select a subscription tier and begin receiving benefits today. Uh, in addition to those benefits, which I need to get on the, about the, the episode for this week because I have one that's in the can ready to go. And I want to put it out, but i got to polish it up a little bit. But um, in addition to those, you'll also... Sing I made you. Ladies. You'll also get access to the Patreon group community where you can talk to the other, other members of the Patreon group and with me. We're also still running our NFT giveaway. So if you're interested in NFTs, just out of curiosity or for fun or if you're a collector, whatever... We've got some Cult of Meerkats NFT collection, and they're on the Solana blockchain, and I'm giving them away for free just as a thank you for being a listener. So the details for that are also on RambleByTheRiver.com, and yeah, just go there and follow the instructions. My guest today is a chef. He's a, well, I was about to go back to my earliest memories of him and say he's a skater, but I don't know if he still skates anymore. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I remembered him being a skater, and that was something that I found to be it seems like it made him kind of badass and intimidating. Also, all the girls liked him. That I remember very specifically. 
but he was a yeah he was a really interesting guy to me back then I mean he was uh, somebody who was athletic and artistic because he was in plays and things like that and just as we've entered the adult realm I've watched him become a chef and he's a musician and just a very intriguing man and so now after getting to spend these hours talking to him and getting to know about him and really diving deep I feel like uh, I made a friend He's a, he's a cool guy, and I'm really pleased to have gotten to know him, got to have gotten to know him. So without further ado, please give it up for the charismatic and multi-talented Casey Venus. Come on, girls, give it up. Let me hear some cheers. Woo! That's all you got, huh? <laughs> how, how much older is he than you? I think he's my sister's age, Tasha's age. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's older than her, actually. Why are you doing that, sweetie? That makes a lot of noise. Do you remember the other Buddha from the Buddha show? The Buddha? Yeah. The Buddha. The Buddha. Buddha. Uh-huh, I do. Buddha's cool. That was a gift from a guest. Shout out, Ricky. <laughs> oh, no, that one came from Cooper. Ricky gave me the Jade Dragon. Ricky yeah, they're both like cool. Dickie. It does, like Little Dicky? Yeah. Amelia's a big Little Dicky fan. <laughs> Shout out to Little Dicky. <laughs> remember? That man at Snow Bunny that I said looks like the Little Dicky. Yes, he thought that was pretty she funny. She points out people who look like Little Dicky all the time. How did, how did he hear? He heard you say it. Oh, no. It wasn't bad. He thought it was funny. He did look like Little Dicky. <laughs> yeah. He probably knew. Talk all right, guys. Have no filter. Yeah, they really don't. Okay, enough of this jibber-jabbering. Enjoy the episode. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm free. Nobody take me here and now It's my time to run it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to run it I'm young, I'm free Can't nobody take me here and now It's my time to run it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to run Finally. Now it's working. Please excuse these technical difficulties. Thank God. I'm so sorry. This is, I mean, I promise this Dude. is a professional show. It, it this, that's embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed. Okay, it's 2.08, so we're, we're, we're good. eight minutes past. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not the end of the world. Oh, but now my cortisol is up to here. I'm fucking stressed. I don't even remember what we were going to talk about. What, what did you picture talking about when well, you... I, fuck, I just pictured just looking around the room, picking certain things out. I'm like, God damn, you ever think about that? Like, we were just talking about the, uh, the little boot shot glass, man. Uh, and a, a good friend of mine, and I'm sure of yours too, Mario. Friend to many. Yes, he is. And uh, as, man, what a, if I would have picked two people in the entire world that were the nicest, Mario would be probably number one. Number two would be my boss, Clark. Good two answer. The, two of the nicest fucking guys I've ever met in my entire life. And anyway, he, he comes up to me and he's like, Casey, I want to have, I want you to have this shot glass. And uh, he goes, he goes, most of the guys wear them 
I mean, they have those big fucking like you. You see guys on the internet like wearing those goddamn things, right? Oh, like a big and, boot. And yeah, yeah, no, seriously. And then they they fucking walk around, they party and dance and jump up around on those things. And I could imagine getting shinned by one of those things too, like like an actual glass you're supposed to drink out of. They wear it on their foot. No, no, no. It's an actual boot. Oh, that's a, a replication boot. of a yeah, the gotcha. replication oh, okay. of a boot. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, a Mexican cowboy boot. It is. Well, I wonder what the, there's there's definitely a name. There's for them. technically a name, and I can't think of it right now. I'm sure that somebody could look it up and find out. What's what a Mexican is. cowboy called? A Mexican cowboy is called a vaquero, and that is actually where the Americans got the term buckaroo. Well, come on there, buckaroo. Let's get going. Giddy up. Yeah, that's that's from vaquero. So that's cool. Fuck, I don't know. A bandito? A bandito? That's, a, that's, a, that's a, like a, a bad guy, a Mexican right. cowboy. I don't know. What would the good version be of the cowboy? Like the, the hero, the, you know, the... The Zorro, or I guess Zorro's a bad fucking. Uh... I loved Zorro. I did that, too. I was just talking about that movie. I was in love with Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh boy! In the Mask of Zorro. Mm. Yeah, and that was a uh, Billy Zane, right? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Who, who did? Uh, wasn't? Am I mistaken? Or did did Billy Zane play Zorro at one point? He would kill it. He's got natural eyeliner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd been good. The first movie I ever remember him in. Remember, uh, did you ever watch those Tales from the Crypt? He was in those. Oh, he was in the one. Uh, God damn it! Well, it was Demon Knight. So they had two real. You had Bordello of Blood, which I think was the first one, and that was the one in the whorehouse. This, that, and the other. And then you had the other one of. It was called Demon Knight, and what they that one was about. This guy was looking for this guy had found this, like heart full of blood or some shit like that it had these magical demon powers and yada 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 and so he goes to this little i guess it would be like a like an inn or a whorehouse if you will kind Mm -hmm. of on the same level but he's in there and he's like he's trying to act normal around all the you know all the 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 mistresses and you know there's a couple people they're eating so he gets a little bite to eat and oh they serve food yeah they did and it's a pretty swanky place it it didn't look very good but Mm. it looked like you know something that tales from the crypt would entail of so anyway, the all of a sudden the door flies open and Billy Zane coming in a full-on cowboy outfit, like uh, like a big old long jacket, a, a, a cowboy hat, his boots, and he's looking for something. And the guy's getting kind of nervous that had found it, and he puts it under the thing. And one of the people on the uh, next to him had said, "I saw him, I saw him put it underneath the table." And so Zane comes over and grabs it, goes back outside. And then he proceeds to say, fuck this cowboy shit, and starts ripping off all of his hat and his, and his jacket and starts stepping on it. Well, he pours out the blood, and that's when all hell breaks loose and all the demons come in, and it's like, oh, man, it's, just, it's, a, it's a shit show. How old were you when you saw that, you think? I was probably 9 or 10. Isn't that crazy how something can just stick with you like that? You remember so many really vivid details. And that guy, Billy Zane, who you'd like— Watched his career after that. I'm sure you saw him in Titanic. Yep. What a piece of shit he was in that. <laughs> and, you know, was he in The Mummy? I always can never remember if he played that guy or if it was just a guy who looked Billy Zane look alike. I'm not too sure because you be a funny thing is, is I never watched any of The Mummy. Didn't, uh, didn't Brendan Fraser? I think was a guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't The Rock in a couple of the latter oh, ones? The, that was The Rock's first movie. Was The Scorpion King? That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Spinoff. Mm-hmm. Spinoff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he was in Zoolander. Zoolander, yep. He just yep, did a cameo. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking he was, like, I'm thinking he was one of the Zorros, man. Uh, I would I mean, buy it. Because I remember the first, that's the first time in the movie ever that I was able to watch as a kid that he said, fuck me, 
I let him over of some sort of like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, as a kid growing up, I was able to, able to watch that with my dad. You know, my dad had divorced my mom when we were, I was three, right? So uh, my grandmother came in and stepped in and took took over as the as the as a mother figure, I guess, if you will. And and my dad was working, and he liked the bowl and golf and fish and all sorts of shit. Um, so, but I remember he was every Friday night he would go to Little Caesars Pizza back when they were really good. I like Little Caesars. I mean, I still do too. The five dollar box. There's not a better deal out there. But these are ones where you can like customize like what kind of pizzas. I, I haven't oh, been nice. in a long time. You can customize. I mean, they had the, the 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 really thick, crispy, like buttery crust on them, and I was yeah. vividly remember that. And then we'd go to Hollywood Video. I don't know if a lot of people knew Hollywood Video. I was, remember that one. But Blockbuster like compet- competition kind of. You had you had Blockbuster and you had Hollywood. Hollywood was way better because they had the back little back room you can go to with that, the beads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the the the, the movies of the night. But we'd go to the horror section. You just pick one out. The horror section. The horror. The horror. Behind the beads. Yeah, <laughs> the same one. But the the horror section. We'd always go watch scary movies. So Friday night was two scary movies, a Little Caesars pizza, and and that. So that was that was acceptable. My dad got remarried several years later and became a fucking hardcore Christian. And then we all of a sudden, fucking out of nowhere, we weren't allowed to watch these movies anymore. We weren't allowed to listen to. Well, they're of the devil. Yeah, I mean, so was Halloween. We couldn't even celebrate Halloween because there was like, this is the devil's holiday, and, 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 I know and that game, the music, and the, the we weren't allowed to listen to secular music anymore. It was like, I did not know this about you at all, but that I, I totally relate. I had all that same shit. Went through all that same shit, and I, I have a, okay. So let's just clear for the audience. I'll give a little background. We don't know each other that well. I've seen you around the community since I was probably 14, 14, 13 years old-ish. And um, the first time I remember being aware of you, I, I knew you as like the, a skater guy who all the girls wanted to bang. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> Fuck, we can go into tales about that. But. And so I was like, oh, whatever. Who, who, who is this guy? And, you know, not, that's not a combination that draws me in as like, a, you know, right from the get-go. It's really more of one that I'm jealous of. But then I saw you in a play, if I'm not mistaken, and you played like an old man. Saturday, Sunday. It was uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One of the two. I'm completely you're, you're, you're right. Plays. You're right. You're right. But yeah, and I was like, oh, this guy's artsy, and you killed it. By the way, I was super impressed because you were in like makeup, and you really seemed like an old man. It was a great it, Antonio, man. That's what they. It was a really good job, I, and Thanks. I and I remember being like, okay, this guy's different. He's not just like a skater guy who all the girls want to bang. He's an artist. He's both. And so then, like years pass, and then I find out you're a musician, and then you become a chef, and so you got all these different cool, just interesting things about you. And it seems like you'd make a great podcast guest. Thanks, so, Jeff. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I reached out to you. I forgot where I was going with that originally, but oh, as far as like our our our, uh, our context with like uh, oh yeah, the, the music and the movies yes, and all yes. that bullshit too. Yeah. So that was most that was most of my life. Um, was so just... you loved music? I'm gonna imagine because it was like kind of forbidden. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't just music. It was. It was music that I wasn't able to listen to because I was able to listen to music, but I was it was had it had to have it had to be clean, it had to be Christian, it had to have good a um, good message put forth, and I was like, Fuck. which is fine, but why don't the Christians make better music? Yeah, they should have better beats and guitar it's parts so and like you know a couple you know a couple hell satans here and there. I mean, why not, right? <laughs> that might mess up the Christian theme a bit. It but might, the, but 
honestly, a lot of it sounds like Brian Adams. It's like a, uh, 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 I fucking hate that shit, dude. So bad. That was my uh, that was my dad's and his new wife. The when they went Christian, that was their wedding song. Everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams. Worst song ever. Fuck. That was in the Robin Hood Men of Tights. I think that movie was, or no, it was the one with Kevin Costner in it. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But no, man, what a terrible. The one Robin Hood Men in Tights was mocking. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I, I assume. Uh, it probably way better. It had movie, to be. Yeah. yeah. Dave Chappelle, one of his earlier performances. Yep. Of Con Air fame. Yeah. <laughs> Chappelle, what a what a great what a I mean that guy's the master. He really is. And they're always trying to tell him to fuck off, and you can't say this. Oh no, I'm Dave Chappelle. I can say whatever the fuck I want. This world is set up for people who are willing to say what the fuck they want if they're going to do it all the time and like really stay with it because. How's the, how are they going to cancel Dave Chappelle? They tried already. Yeah, it didn't happen. He went to Africa and came back bigger than ever. Yeah, and they still tried to cancel him. He's like, nope. Yeah. Three more specials. Yeah. And they're yeah. all about, like, now his specials are just about how everyone's trying to cancel him and, like, <laughs> how he's just doubling down. It really is. It doesn't come off as hateful to me, though, at all. Like, it, it really doesn't. It comes off to me as just, like, defensive. Very defensive, actually. Sure. Especially his last special. Oh, boy. But still very funny. Yeah, I mean... Makes uh, great points. I... I I I mean every every time I watch one of his specials I'm speechless like wow he's saying that but do you look you, people hear what they want to hear and people take it how they want to take it of course but they don't actually listen to what he's saying you know what I mean the, yeah I mean, totally the direct narrative of what, what he's trying to they make up their mind before they listen exactly most of the they time. hear that they hear the joke or the hear the punchline and they're like oh that was racist or that was transphobic or homophobic and they're like no 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 you didn't hear the context leading up to that joke like it was like, yeah. You know, It'd be better if people waited to to look for that until it, it caused a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe that's how we got in this situation in the first place. It's hard to know how people should be. People should just do what they think is right. Sure. How the hell do I know? But it really seems to me like life sucks a lot more when you just go around everywhere looking to be outraged. Life is beautiful. Yeah. There's so much good. Spending all that time just, like going out of your way out of and and. Spreading those like these negative thoughts and you know and just being angry, I, I think that's like there's there's more ex- you know, life should be just let it happen, you know. Yeah, some of it's going to be angry on its own. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go looking for it. No, not at all. I like to think of it like okay, so there's this thing they always try to sell me on Instagram, but big old piece of paper that you put on the wall and it has a bunch of boxes in like a grid form mm-hmm. and it's it's like a hundred years in weeks, broken up into weeks. And you just like check them off as you go. And But it looks cool, it's like kind of stylized. Sure. Yeah. And even though I didn't buy it, it puts your life in perspective just to look at something like that. Cause you're like, wow, it's like a graph of your whole life. And it'd be cool to look at that. I don't know, you, you can think about it this way if, especially people who've ever done a lot of data collection, take mm-hmm. data. If you like every 24 hours you have to take a data point, how do I feel right now? It's gonna it's gonna vary from really really good to really really bad. Could be angry, could be sad, whatever. But it's gonna be something. And at a certain point, you can look back and be like, okay, there's trends here. I spent 80% of my time happy, and 20% mad or whatever. Yeah. Every single moment, though, you you can make that choice. Like if I make this moment a better one instead of making the choice to just let myself be angry or let myself be resentful or whatever. You can change it as you go. But if you don't think about that as you're going, you might look back one day and be like, fuck, I was always mad. And I was justified because people really did did piss me off. But in retrospect, I just spent my whole life unhappy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Stewing on it. I mean, there's a lot of like, you think 
you think back a lot of times as what, like you were just saying, think back a lot of times, yeah, man, I was unhappy, but why were you, you'd ever think about why was I, why was I unhappy and what can I do to change now to get, to, to, to get that mindset of like, Hey, everything's okay, man. You know, like, like life is beautiful. It really is smiling and laughing and you know, those are the good parts of life, but yeah. And there are bad parts too. That's what balances it out and makes them good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I think I was asking you, like you, you started this podcast by just listening to other, uh, people I, do podcasts. Pretty much. I started listening to Russell Brand just because I liked his comedy mm-hmm. and he had a podcast with this guy named Matt. I, I always forget to look up, but this was back in 2015. And I was just like, what the hell is this? This is like, it's kind of like a show because it has advertisements and you know, there's, they're doing bits and stuff, but it's also very much not like a show because there's like just them chatting about their home life or, or, you know, giving each other shit or whatever. It's like, it's more intimate than a show. It's, you know, breaks the fourth wall a little bit. And I liked it a lot. And I was like, started listening to it. I listened to that whole thing. And then he, he started a new show and I still had not really, I really still didn't know about the podcasting world yet at this point. I didn't know that there was Apple podcasts. I was listening to his podcast, like through some website and yeah. And then I eventually, he went on Joe Rogan and I which listened. you and I, which you and I have said that man, that's probably like our favorite. He's one. the Podfather, yeah. even though he calls Adam Curry the Podfather, right? But he, Joe Rogan, is the one who made podcasting podcasting, yeah. And it's he deserves credit for that, even if he used the N word indiscriminately for years, <laughs> yeah. uh, like an idiot. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, no offense, Joe. Yeah. No that, offense, Joe. It's, uh, like I said, it, it, he's going through a lot of shit right now. Apparently, Disney and ESPN. I was reading today the UFC fights tonight. I'm kind of excited for it, but uh, he's usually a commentator, as you know, on UFC fights. Well, he said it was conflicting scheduling issues, but I'm pretty sure with all the shit that's going on with him right now that they don't want the press. Yeah, fuck it, man. Like he, he's out tonight. Well, oh, that sucks. That's yeah. starting to mess with Michael his bag. Bis- Michael Bisping, I think, is uh, is is taking his place tonight, which is his first. He's good too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, just like I mean, you listen to a lot of the. You podcast I was for me was um, not until like 2019. Uh, my wife started listening to all these podcasts like story like horror stories and those are mur- so popular murder stories. And she we we drove to Idaho in 2019, and that's all we listened to on the way like the 15 hour drive we had. So that was my that was my idea of podcasts. But until I think Mike Lambert had said, check out Ramble by the River. And then if you like that, check out Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience. I was like, okay, cool. Well, honestly, I, I checked out Joe Rogan first because that's a name that I was familiar with. It's honestly a better you know, show. You know, he gets awesome guests. He's, he, like, he's got millions of dollars. It, you know, it's a good show. But I, I'm, I am aspiring to be like that. Sure. On, but I would love to be have Joe Rogan's job. That looks like awesome. Man, just... just... I would never say the N-word, guys. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> No, please don't. That's a, not a very nice word. No, it's a terrible word. It is. But, you know... I wish they didn't put it in so many songs. But I think but I think that's where the... Like, culturalistically, like, I think that's where a lot of this stemmed from is, like, is music and, and how how the word was... How the word's used in, in like, song or, or anything. Which is like, what Rogan was discussing is, like, sure. how the word is used in society. Sure. But you don't have to say the word to do that. And he was, he was doing a shock thing. He's trying to be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, and, that's... and like his intent was so clear that he thought it was okay. He yeah. was wrong. He miscalculated. 
yeah, you get that kind of that whole thing, you know, like I was just saying with, you know, how, how popularized it is. Um, but us white people have a lot, lot to learn. You know what I mean? We have, we're uh, trying, you know, you know and yeah, you, you have to, if you look at so, so many years back, yeah. I mean, that, you know, at the whole thing that went on and the, how that word was derived from, you know, it, it's, it's just a, it's a weird controversy and I'm sorry that he has to go through it, but I mean, like yeah. I said, it's, that's, that's just the way of show business and, and podcasts, you know? Yeah, it's, it really is. It's, it's part of, part of the, the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to own up and he does own up. I, did you watch his apology video? I did. I did. It was very good. I, I was very impressed. I was like, that's very humble. He, cause he admitted fault. He didn't try to be like, oh, it's fine or anything like that. And he, I don't know, it just seemed very candid. He's just like, this looks so bad. I can acknowledge that. I'm just like, but what's he going to do? I, I, and, I, and I think that, I don't think that that was like, when he's, I mean, he, he, if he doesn't know something, he'll say, I don't know anything about that. Or I hope I'm right about this. And he has Jamie that looks up everything and this, that, oh, and the other. He's and so lucky to have and, Jamie. Yeah, oh, man. That's I mean, what makes his show yeah, better yeah, is he's got yeah. Jamie. Hey, hey, look that up real quick. I want to see yeah. what the, you know. But a lot of the times, the misinformation that he has was just because because he didn't know. I mean, because it's not the news. We're not. We're talking. We're having yeah. a conversation. He says it all the time. We're just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. But I don't think the. I don't think there was ever any malicious. There was no malicious intent of like the information that he was saying. Who wasn't going on the air saying oh, the COVID night? You know the the vaccine's gonna. You know you're gonna die if you get it and this that. I don't think that was what he was portraying at. I don't. He's think not Alex he was, Jones. No. Like, fuck. Which this is just run, run, run. You know, all yeah. that shit, man. Like, what a fucking tool bag that guy is. I do love when he goes on Joe Rogan's show. I do. I They're do the like the best it's, episodes. It's, inter- it's entertainment. Yeah, and I, I, like, I literally take notes when I'm listening to that. It's like, look up. I, I have 20 things to look up when I'm done because he just says shit randomly. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. they're eating babies. Oh, the pig people. <laughs> And my favorite thing is to look at all the shit that he's selling, all of his advertisement. I go, mm. I actually go on the website and uh, Infowars and see all the bullshit that he, that people are actually making that he's selling, and, and people are buying it. I see Infowars stickers on stop signs places, and people are buying like what are those like six? I think they were like four four ninety five or five ninety five, and then he has all these weird like supple, like weird just like somebody built these supple, like made these supplements in their garage and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, here, Alex, don't just for you, bud. You, you know, we're on the same agenda. Push this shit. And he has no fucking clue. I mean, he's, he's like, he'll say all day long that he's, he's tried it and he's, he believes in it, this, that, and the other. No, it's a fucking money scheme, man. He's of like, course. Oh, all right. that's his job. Yeah. That's what he does. I couldn't believe when he would talk about QAnon and, and like, as if it was a real person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> granted in the beginning, it was a little bit more ambiguous about yeah. like who, cause, and also because the, everyone was just so fucked up over Trump being elected yep. it's like it wasn't crazy to think that some government official could have gone rogue and started this Twitter account right towards the end it started getting a little a little out there and it's like wait a minute this is just some guy in a basement somewhere this is <laughs> Fox, bro. Like the, in, in like the, 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 uh, who was it? The, one of the Kennedys was going to come back. All these, all the QAnons met at the, met in Dallas, Texas and was the, waiting the return. Was it Robert? Probably. I don't know. It I was, didn't hear about no, this was, one. But oh, dude, was, was, I bet it was JFK if he was in Dallas. That's oh, where fuck, he got shot. Dude. And they were waiting. Oh, he's just going to come back alive. And you I think saw it was his right. head explode. I don't think it was John F. Kennedy. Oh. I think it was Robert Kennedy. Oh. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Robert Kennedy. And I don't, for some reason. Wait, which one's still alive? Uh, there, there's a uh, there's one Kennedy who's still you know causing a ruckus from time to time. I didn't know that there was any of them that were still alive, but I don't. Uh, that's oh. a, that's an interesting family. What a what a shitty course of fucking bad luck, right? Really, and they they seems like they legitimately tried to do good stuff. I 
I, you know, my grandmother, she was a huge John F. My great grandmother too was a, a huge John F. Kennedy fan, mm-hmm. and actually have an old record and, and from 1960. I want to say it's night from 1963, 64 of, of his speech that he had, and it's an original record from 1963. It's an original record and it has John F. Kennedy's face on it. And it's all it's it's a. A LP of his, uh, his speeches. Wow, that's cool. And I inherited that somewhere down the line. I think it was when my sister passed away. She had a bunch of records and stuff. And I remember seeing that as a kid in 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 my great grandmother's room mm-hmm. of this John F. Kennedy. But she was always talking about John. I mean, even when she was in her 80s and 90s, she's just like, "Oh, I miss that John F. Kennedy guy. I wish he was still our president." This is the time were when devastated. This is the time when killed. Bill Clinton was president. At uh-huh. that time, when what I remember of her saying that she kept missing John F. Kennedy. Clinton would make you miss Kennedy, I guess. Yeah. Then this yeah. is like they're Actually, like, they're kind of similar, really. My they're great-grandmother both... was bitching about, uh, 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 I think there was a news article about Bill Clinton getting a $200 haircut. I thought you were going to say hand job. Yeah, like, well, that yeah, is, that one, that too. That, too was, that was free, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was free. All you had to do is just hire a, you He's know, the goddamn president. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, bro. You, you should be able to get a cheaper hand job. Yeah, I mean, you would think, yeah. <sighs> What a fucking disaster. John F. Kennedy, I, I guess uh, there's a lot of the, I don't know if they were even, what was before Boomers? I don't know. I don't. Uh, was that Generation X? No. That was the ones after Boomers. That was after Boomers, right. Maybe it is the, maybe the Boomers go for a long time. Yeah, it's a huge generation. Like 40, like, it starts, okay, so that Boomer generation I think starts in like 1940, like babies born then and ends like 64. Okay. Well, my my great grandma was born in 1902, so she's before that. Oh yeah, way before that. Is that like Vic, late Victorian or something? <laughs> like what the hell? I Old don't as even know. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, probably. That's old. But she, yeah, I guess, I guess. So I guess in the 60s when uh, Kennedy was president, she had to have been yeah 64, 65. Wow, that fly is driving me nuts. So maybe he'll land. Can in you the, hear it on the thing? I can't. Okay, cool. Maybe he'll land in the whiskey right here. I hope not, actually. That would be a waste. This podcast is sponsored by Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Whiskey. Mm, it's good. I wish it was. I mean, I, You don't I, like it? No, I wish the podcast was sponsored by Buffalo well, Trace. I got one for you, buddy. Oh, right on. Yeah, we, should, we should have one together. But Yeah, let's have a toast to honor the memory of Joe Rogan. <laughs> the memory of Joe Rogan. Sorry, bud. You're out. Cheers. For those of you who don't know, those are airplane, airplane bottles. Ooh. That tasted pretty good. Yeah. All right, Joe Rogan, you're back. You're, you're right about the Buffalo Trace. It's good. It's he will good. be back. You know why? Where's he going to go? He owns fucking everything. Well, they, t- well, they took, what, like 68 episodes off? Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. What does he have, like 1,700 more or 1,100 more? No, they could take 500 episodes out. No one would even notice. Yeah. He's done that much content. I, I think that Joe Rogan, I mean, I could do the math on this, but I haven't. He's probably been listened to. His voice has probably been heard more than any other human on the planet ever to live. Think about that. That's fucking mind-blowing to think about, but I think you're right. Because, I mean, think of how much more he's heard than um, the the guy who did the radio forever, Paul Harvey or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Harvey, if you miss the show, you're fucked. You don't mm-hmm. get to hear it. You don't him. get to hear it again. Yep. And Joe Rogan is getting streamed around the clock by millions of people, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Yep. And all because of the what is it sweet the it's what Switzerland is that a oh yeah the Spotify Spotify yeah well but even before that he was even on before that YouTube and um, Fear Factor let's not forget that one that, I've been that's when I started liking him I, I did was, too I mean that's when he actually had hair like when his yeah. hair was looking pretty thick and dark and mm-hmm. like, like he, I mean he looked like a he looked like a like a Boston schlub I mean if you will he, he did like a he looked like a fighter yeah he, he did totally did I saw I haven't actually seen news radio have you ever watched that show. 
No, I'm trying to think. Um, God, who the fuck else was in that show? Wasn't wasn't Bob Odenkirk in that? I don't know, but I love Bob Odenkirk. I do too. He's great. Um, I just thought of something. You know, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who they they always accused of being a CIA agent, and he was a, a host of the Gong Show. Chuck Berry is that Chuck Berry? I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. The Gong Show. Yeah, that was in like the late '60s, early '70s, like early '70s. And apparently, that guy was a was a an asset of the CIA or the FBI or something. Okay, this section is riddled with inaccuracies, and I must clarify. So, first of all, this is embarrassing. I really, really wanted to delete this part because you know I want you guys to believe that I'm uh, well versed in culture and. I really don't like the idea that you would know I would make a mistake like this. So I said that this was possibly Chuck Berry. This is not Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, or Charles Edward Anderson Berry, born October 18th, 1926, died March 18th, 2017, was an American singer, songwriter, and guitarist who pioneered rock and roll music. He was nicknamed the father of rock and roll. He refined and developed the rhythm and blues sound into uh, what became rock and roll. He was a major inspiration for the Beatles, Bill Haley, and so many other pioneers of the of the genre. And I am mortified that I would make this confused connection. Also, in Back to the Future, when Marty McFly goes to the prom and he plays the guitar and the guy hurt his hand and he has to call the guy on the phone and says... I, I found that new sound you're looking for. They are insinuating that Marty McFly invented rock and roll, not Chuck Berry, which I think that was probably supposed to be funny, but it's kind of a jab at Chuck Berry, if you ask me. Anyway, we won't get into all that. Suffice to say, Chuck Berry is groundbreaking musician, and not to be confused with Chuck Barris, or Charles Hirsch Barris, Born June 3rd, 1929, and died March 21st, 2017. Wow, they both died in 2017, in March. Three days apart, actually. That's bizarre. Was an American game show host, creator, producer, and he was known for hosting The Gong Show and creating The Dating Game and The Newlywed Game. I think we talked about The Dating Game last week. Interesting. Small world. He was also a songwriter known for Palisades Park, recorded by Freddie Cannon. Um, in, okay, so Barris wrote an autobiography titled Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, in which he claimed to have been a CIA agent and an assassin. Oh. The book was made into a film directed by George Clooney. And in the film, Barris hosted these shows and also, you know, killed a bunch of people. In 1984, in an interview, Barris admitted that he made the whole thing up and that he had applied for the CIA, but he was rejected and had always wondered what it would have been like if he had done both jobs. So there you have it. It was all a fake. Or was it? Anyway, that story kind of would make sense if you think about Joe Rogan. People have accused him of being a CIA asset. Right. He's got CIA people on the show all the time. He seems kind of like secretly brilliant, even though he likes to play off like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Always. You're clearly not an idiot. No. Um, Mr. $100 million deal. Yeah, fuck. Uh, you, you at least have some business sense. Mm-hmm. You built this brand from nothing in yep. a basement. 
literally started from from nothing other than his existing mild fame. Right. Which was mild. It and wasn't. It wasn't anything huge. What Fear Factor lasted? What three seasons with him or something? Or I don't know. I think three. Yeah, three. And, and and boy, those were some seasons. Mm-hmm. I loved that show. I did too. It was so much fun. But how? Who, who, so who's your favorite guest that he's had? Oh God. What Joe Rogan has done with that show is he's built like a whole ecosystem. I could never pick a favorite guest because then if you brought up another one, I'd be like, oh, I had they didn't even cross my mind. There's been too many. Right. Yeah. But like Paul Stamets is probably one of my favorites because he's the mushroom guy. Yeah. He's from this area. Mm-hmm. He's, I think from like the Seattle or Olympia area. Um, and I'm very into mushrooms. Yeah. And, which I've sold you mushrooms. Yes, before. you have. I was actually, I was actually just really excited because I was telling my wife Rebecca about this. I was like. Uh, she goes, well, how do I know him? I was like, you, you probably don't because I barely know him. I'm you know? I'm everywhere. I know your brother more than I know you. Yeah. And uh, so I was, but I was like, well, I was like, well, he used to sell me mushrooms for a fucking killer deal at the Shelburne. Like, I just had so many. I mean, my God, it was like you were charging me like five bucks a pound, and foragers out there charging nineteen to twenty three dollars. But I'm like, wow. oh yeah, those matsutakes you made ice cream out of those. I remember that. Oh yeah. How'd that turn out? It turned out okay. It was all right. That's a that's a that's a reach. It's a it was an exper- a, it was a failed experiment. It mm-hmm. was okay for what it was. You can't do that shit around here. That's what I figure oh, out. Yeah. That's what I figure oh, out. Oh, I don't mean did it sell. I mean no, did it taste it was, okay? It was all right. It yeah. was a little a little much. Mm-hmm. The, I've actually never eaten them. Really? Mm-mm. Not the matsutakes. They just. I mean, there's. Oh, I mean, I I I cooked with. Yeah, matsutakes only. That was the second time I ever cooked with them. I most hear of the, great things. Most about of them. the time, I just grilled them. I mean, I just put them in oil and just grilled with some sesame oil and just just grilled them really hard and got a nice crust on them. They were. I mean, they're really potent. How rare do you cook a mushroom? Like it depends on the mushroom or the dish. It like, just depends. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times people around here just overcook. I mean, they just that's what because I overcook mushy them. and 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 so they're just flopping know, over and they turn brown. Over. A lot gray. of them just, a lot of them just put them in the pan and then. They were. They have a point where they release their moisture. You know what I mean? You put salt on it and hit it in a dry pan that releases their moisture, and then they become. Then they become. Then they become something else. They become the actual mushroom, the flavor, the texture. It of turns what into you, food. It, it turns into food. Yeah, mostly just like. I mean, not a lot of mush. I don't take chanterelles and just pop them in my mouth. It's, it's not. There's pleasant. not a lot that you can do that with. No, psilocybe has resins. You can eat those. Yeah, raw. you sure can. Don't do it though. No, no, <laughs> they have worms, do and also they make you trip balls. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do that and have worms, I'm always, you can a, eat them I'm always a fan of any any fungi. Me too. I'm a pretty pretty big fungi fan myself. A couple years ago, that movie Fantastic Fungi, the Louis Schwartzberg film, can't was coming out, and <clears throat> they ended up putting it on Netflix eventually, so everyone got to see it. But I worked my ass off to get that thing to be able to be screened down here at the Neptune yeah. Theater. It was cool. I was really happy and kind of proud of that because it, it actually worked out. It's it's uh, A lot of times I'll think about stuff like that, like, oh, I'd love to get this event of some kind going. Just like, you know, your brain just comes up with random shit all the time. Yeah. You never do it. But that one I actually did. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. That's a great movie. Yeah. I can't say I've seen I can't say I've seen it. Oh, seen you got to check that out. Yeah. it's They do a whole bunch of really artistic time-lapse film-like mm-hmm. photography. where And I don't even know how they do that because it's in the woods a lot of it and it's it's really cool visually just very stunning do you think they use like game cameras or something or do you think they use some high like i think some, they're doing some high-tech shit, high tech shit. Yeah. yeah it's like high definition up close with, right with music and lights and shit it's it but it's the real mushrooms it like shows the mycelium growing across the ground wow. it's all really nicely narrated and stuff it's a great film it's very artistic cool cool which is easy with mushrooms yeah of course like you feel that energy when you're just out in the woods you're just like there's just life going on under my feet yep 
And mushrooms are always one of my favorites. So when I was getting those, go back to when you were giving me mushrooms and shit, we were actually in the middle of doing a uh, a wild mushroom week, I guess if you were, a wild mushroom month. So I had to come up with four dishes. And this was at the Shelburne. So I was the executive chef at the Shelburne for a, a, a little stint. But we was always trying to come up with something cool. So mushroom month was always my favorite because I was always, I always kept it simple. Here's the thing is, when you get to that like, Matsutake ice cream. You can't do that shit around here. No. No. People don't fucking understand it. People are, are not willing to accept it. They'll get mad at you, you for it. You'll get a couple of your buddies and your restaurantees and your foodies and stuff like that will come and try it and, and, and they'll give you feedback and they'll enjoy it. But It's fun to do that. For the most for the most part, that was always what I was. I was given creative freedom there at the Shelburne, which was really cool. Um, there was really not a lot that I couldn't do as far as like food-wise. It just had to be done with a schedule, like it had to be done accordingly. Mm-hmm. So that they could make it, I mean, it's a business. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They have to make, you have to make money on it. And uh, so we would do wine dinner. Like it was always special games, like wine dinners, like winery would come in and you do this, but, but this mushroom dinner. So that's why I brought this actually recipe book here for you. Oh, cool. Just to give you, cause I want to give you a couple recipes that I did for that dinner. Cause you provided the mushrooms for me and gave me such a right good on. deal. So I'll give that to you and you can copy them down. And um, one of them. I'll take pictures of all those. I, I really I, I never know how to cook them, and it's been a problem because I, I honestly hated mushrooms for most of my life, Ch- childhood at least. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the taste, and then eventually I just like I'm picking these things all the time. I gotta start eating them, and they're they're really good for you too. I got so much benefit, so much benefit. Just Absolutely, as a Absolutely. Food. I mean, and that's like one of the most thing, like one of the like the few things you can eat that, that are that you connect with. Yes, and There's you a feel connection, that the connection with Mother Earth. I mean, I mean it, you plucked it from mother earth i mean this thing is i mean there's so many different i mean it's it's, it's yeah. incredible it really is incredible so cooking was like a passion of mine so i always try to become one with what i was cooking like treat it right you know what it reminds me of you know have you ever read the uh, what's the book called the bible it's uh there's this part where there's oh, I've heard a, about it yeah that's a good book manna from heaven yeah like just the jews are out in the forest or the the desert of the forest i don't remember maybe both but they they were just wandering and um, God provided food, manna from heaven. Boom! They wake up, Boom. bread all over the ground, mm-hmm. and it says it fell from the sky. I bet that shit was a mushroom. Mushrooms. You, you know, For sure. when I when you first said that, it was like uh, it was like, no, those were mushrooms. There was something growing up from the ground that had been provided, and it was just it's just a weird ass mushroom that grew mm-hmm. real fast. And they're oh, like, oh my eat? god, it must have fallen from the sky. Yeah, God but, gave it to us. Yeah, what a good. I mean, what a good storybook that is. You know, yeah. it's been one of my favorite storybooks. It's still a good story, even if you. I mean, no matter what you attribute it to, like right. the Earth provided. Earth, Earth provided, and yeah. they did. They survived. You know, I don't know how long, but something like forty to four hundred years. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, but you, but what, what's fun about the Bible is, is you, there's interpretation, like you said, like interpretations, like what could be the score, like, and you read Revelations and what a fucking horror, like why anybody would want to read that book of the Bible? Cause it's horrifying. It's very, you're weird. all fucking going to die and yeah. uh, you'll be taken away before you, you know, if you, if you believe in, uh, if you've been saved by the blood of the Lord, they don't, you, you disappear <laughs> apparently. And then, and then it's complete fucking mayhem afterwards. You're but fucked. Don't you come back? Isn't there like, no, there is no fucking go. You go straight to fucking I hell. Thought, man. Like God fixes the earth and, uh, and no, no, no. I'm saying all the, the sinners, definitely, right, they're right. gone. No, they're now. out. No. Yeah. But us, <laughs> us saved ones. Don't, 
Don't we get to come back to the earth at the end? After I think it's only been like hundred. I think only like hundred and forty-seven thousand. I know it's going to be tight. It's going to yeah, be. Uh, real, you know, but I'm thinking. Much. I'm thinking we're in, Casey. Yeah, I think we're in. I'm in a long. I've, I've already strapped in the seatbelt to hell, man. I've, <laughs> I'm already. I've, I've applied already for the driver. I think that I, I don't even know what to believe about heaven and hell. I just don't think it's anything like people actually believe. I think once you're dead, you're dead, man. I really, I really, I mean, it depends on how you define that. Like, I don't think that, because what happens to the energy? It can't be created or destroyed, right? It just changes. What is, you funny, just become something else. Funny you ask that. It's funny we talk about this because I, I've always been, um, I, like I said, I grew up Christian and, and, you know, it took me until about 15 or 16 where I was like, yeah. I'm just going to do me, boo-boo, you mm-hmm. know? So then I moved along with it. But then I came up with all these, all these theories as growing up of, like, what happens when you do die and why people are scared to die. Um, why people are scared to die, I'll never uh, – I can't understand because I'm not scared to die. I think death is a gift. I think death is a gift, um, especially if you're a good person. So here's my theory. No heaven or hell, so you die, it's over with. Now, where you – what what happens is in a positive or a negative in fact you your memory gets to live through other people's that continue on without you right mm-hmm. so your positive energy and impact and good things you've done on this earth you're dispersed you're dispersed in 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 you know you're dispersed in a more heavenly way a more godlike way of uh, the good things you've done and how you've impacted people and then the negative things you've done to other people or maybe the same people, that's the hell that they have to realize. Like, say you did really something fucked up to somebody and then you died and they're like, and they yeah, hate you yeah forever. fuck that guy, man. Like, you know, now I have to live with that now. Now he gets, you know, so it's kind of like the revert. It's kind of like the psychology of that. So that, that was- I totally a, buy that. That was my, that's my theory of like what happens when you die. I mean, so you have to be a good person, right? Or the things that you- do you think, see how that's the same thing as as Christianity and Islam and everything? It's the same thing, man. <clears throat> it's a theory that explains that after you are done with your body, your energy is dispersed and it goes in, into, into polarity. Mm-hmm. You're going either you know positive, negative, and it what the name is or what you personally imagine that to look like is so irrelevant. So people yep. are all fighting about it all over the world and everybody kind of intrinsically knows that that's what it is. That's what happens. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's, I just have a heart, like I said, being a Christian, I, I see the whole concept of being a good person and, you there's know. There's too much social responsibility for adherence. You, yeah, but if you don't. non-questioning. But if you're not good, guess where you get to go? You get to go to the burning lake of fucking fire, you know? So it's, and that terrifies, that's what terrifies people. Yeah, so it's a it, fear-based system. Yeah, and you which know, is dangerous. Very dangerous. I mean, look, look at it. Exactly. It's, look at it. it because it works. It can create such a powerful structure, mm-hmm. that, and then it can take advantage of people when the wrong people are in charge. Right. It can also have potential to do a lot of good. Look at all the charity work that you know religious organizations do. Sure. But also look at the look at all the kids that they bang. Yeah. Occasionally. It's not, not. Yeah. It's no, good and bad. Kid fuckers. Yeah. You know. It, but you look. But you. But I don't think most people, I don't think most people look like that, like what, why, I don't know. They want to just make it all either it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Right. And that's not how people work. Now, so you look at, so you look at all the Catholic priests, I mean, uh, touching the, you know, the children, um, unfortunately, but in my opinion, like we're all carnal human beings, right? So when, when a, when a, when a, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. If when a priest takes a vow, he's never had. He's pure. He's never had uh, relations with a woman. Um, it's not. It's it's forbidden. You know. Then you look at like why they 
as as human beings, they can pray all they want to God to to keep them pure and to keep on a, a good walk in life. But if you take that sexual energy out of their bodies and like then, by fucking a woman or take, or a man if you're gay, yeah, yeah, you take that out of them, like you you adults, you 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 you. you Tell you tell them it's bad, like sex is bad before you marriage. You can't or, take it out of them. That, and that's carnal humans. And then they, then they, then those fuckers come on full force, man. And then they start doing stupid things. They yes. start, they start fucking doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Because that sexual energy is looking for an exit. Yeah, it's like I got to get the fuck out of here, and regardless of what happens. Yeah, it's it's it, it, a lot of the times it comes out in a negative way. Well, because they can't do it in a culturally appropriate way. Right. There is. They're supposed to be, you know. Chased within and, their and, ch- within their church, they're not allowed to do. I mean, that's yeah. forbidden, you know. Which and, is a system that was set up that way to keep them from acquiring property, so that the church would have power over over years and years and years. It's a it's an engineered system. It's fucked up. It is. It's it really hurt is. a lot of people it's, uh, more than I can ever can imagine. You know, a lot uh, of other religions don't do that. No, most of them. Right, and and it's it's yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like procreation, you like procreation, you know, like. But you look at that procreate. You look at like the Catholics, and like the, you know, their their design, like their headmaster, their you know the the high, uh, what do they call the guy at the Vatican, the the Pope, Pope. Strictly abstinent, right? But he so pre- he, he pre yeah. So they say there's probably was somebody. Uh, I don't know him. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's like. But I know he's just a human dude. Yeah, exactly. And you tell him that he can't. That, he, that then he's preaching the word to. That it's okay to procreate when you're married, and th- there's all these little steps that he has to step down from you, like a, as, a, as a hierarchy. But I don't think that's what I don't think that's what God had said in the I Bible. I don't think so either. I don't. I have thing is procreate and, and spread and multiply. Yeah, you know, because if you the don't, earth, which we've done. Oh boy, tenfold. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I go a few days without having an orgasm, it changes the person I am. Honestly, I'll just be completely blunt about it. I start to feel. Like, um, like I need to fuck. Yeah. Like, and, and that's all I can think about. Like and my buddy from high school, sometimes I'll have this like weird vision. Like, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember those sexual tensions when I was like 16 and 17 when I wasn't fucking at that time. Right. And yeah. Then I was like, man, dude, you'd give me the opportunity. I'd fuck you, man. Like, cause you're so built up, you know, yes. I was like, imagine if, if your job was like, yeah, okay, you don't fuck at all. Just hold on to that energy for us for 60 years. Something bad is going to happen. It's yeah. going to change. It's going to fuck with your head. Like we're we're animals. We're human mm-hmm. beings, but we're animals. Like you you gotta you gotta meet your biological imperative to release that energy somehow. Exactly. And by energy, I mean jizz. You got to get that jizz yeah. out. And when they won't let you do that, you put it places it doesn't belong. Yep. And that's especially in yep. little boys. Yeah, it does not belong there. No. Absolutely not. First, funny, uh, first time, age, whenever, what was the first time you ever masturbated? What age were you? Oh, yeah, I was 13. What about 13. you? I was 12. I was just right around 12. And you know the funny, this is a fucking really fucked up story and funny kind of at the same time. So what I, my first ever orgasm, I was in my room looking at the ceiling, playing with the ding ding. And, uh, you know, just getting kind of hard and, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there stroking, right? So the time comes where I feel this weird you know, the first time you ever just... Okay, pause just, real quick. Had Did you have foreknowledge of jerking off, of like the stru- like the structurally, you know, how it works? Nope. I learned did, it in... Didn't have friends who talked about it? I did, but they said the jizz... They, they was called jism or jizz. And they were, I was like, well, what the fuck in that? How do you get it out? That? Yeah, and like guys, got, this one guy in band said, bust a nut. And I was like, uh, what the fuck does that shit mean? And they said, 
when it comes out, like when something comes out of your penis and this, that, and the other. And I was like, I have no fucking clue, right? I find the term busting up misleading. Yeah. It's kind of a misnomer. Nothing busts. You remember you remember when uh you remember when uh, uh corn nuts had that song called Bust a Nut? Bust <laughs> no. a nut. Grab a bag of corn nuts and bust a nut. It took it didn't last long because they were it was like, oh you can't say that. You can't say that on the radio. That's uh, fucking hilarious. But anyway, I'm There's sit- just guys all over yeah, the nation just, just munching corn nuts and jerking off. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm you know, I'm playing with Peterhead and uh and then all of a sudden I was every Again, after the Christian days, we had the TG, TGIF on ABC or whatever it was. You had Family Matters. You remember Steve Urkel, Carl Winslow, the Winslow family and that oh, yeah. shit and the other. When I start feeling the tingling and shit like that, I'm like, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden, I thought about Carl Winslow of fucking Family Matters, and I fucking blew my load, dude. And I was like, it was like <laughs> nothing really came out. It was kind of like a drip. And then that was it. I was like, whoa, what was that, right? And then it was like the next night. I got fucking couldn't wait to go to bed the next night to try it again, right? And so I uh, started just uh, kind of doing it again. And like, then I thought about fucking Red Dawn, dude. Like, oh, just watch Red Dawn the night, the, 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 that, 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 that the original. Day. Yeah. Yeah. The original. Yeah. And like, that's right, hot stuff. Right when I was orgasming, dude, it was like fucking Red Dawn. And I was like, that was awesome. So then I was like, fuck, man, there's got to be something else weird about this. There's got to be something else about, you know, about that. So then I'd go to my mom's house. My mom and dad were separated at the time. So she lived in Vancouver and my dad lived in, uh, actually in St. Helens, Oregon and, uh, came get us. And then there was a couple neighborhood kids. Um, and they would bring fucking videos over like pornographic videos. First one I ever watched. I think that, that where I, where I learned what busting a nut was, uh-huh. was called TNT Titta bombers of some sort. It was a yellow label and it was like just a video and it was like this VHS. Yes. Yes. It was a hot tub threesome scene. It was weird. And, uh, yeah. 90s porn was weird. It, it was super weird. It was weird. There was, there was no norms. It's still weird. Honestly, porn is always going to be weird, but, um, it was very weird then. I think I, I think I more enjoy like the nineties, like the eighties and nineties. It was a little porn. more innocent. It was, it no wasn't, there wasn't, in mouths no, there and, wasn't and like ga- gaping and like all that weird shit. Like yeah. it was, it was pretty wholesome and, and man, fuck it. Gotcha. Got the, uh, gotcha hard, you know? So I remember going to, and there was like, music all the time. Yeah, there was music. Everyone and was then, always like, laughing. Yeah. Everyone was having a great time. There was, yeah. there was usually some weird, like, like black bartender behind the, behind the, behind the counter serving drinks to the, the couple that was and sitting he, like, right looks here. At the camera and the camera, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a weird, it wasn't, he wasn't going to be in the video, but it was like, he was, he was there. I mean, he was like, Hey, I need you today. Don't fucking not fuck today, but I need you to be the bartender for this one scene. He's like, shit, I got it. Yeah. And then you'd see, and then, uh, then it would just happen. And then it was just like, for me, that's when I, I learned about sex from pornography. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a weird thing, and then I asked my dad later, you know, when I was like later on, like later on in the year when I had masturbated like 500 times, and uh, I asked him about it, and I was like, and then I started going like, then my brain had like transitioned back to like when I was three and four about like finding nudie magazines in my dad's like chest. Oh, you found a repressed it, memory. Yeah, it was it was a weird it was a weird memory, and then a weird a weird time when I when I was in the garage when I was like probably two and a half, three years old about a, a kid from a neighbor kid down there pinching my wiener and going ding, 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 ding. And that's like, that's fucking sexual abuse, man. You shouldn't, you know, but it didn't like, it didn't trigger anything like, Oh fuck, I need help for this one. But it, yeah. it, it, well, it brought, you didn't it know brought, the cultural exactly. association. You know, I think about it now. I'm like, wow, that, okay. So that's how I identified. This is 
this is, wasn't right because it because it came back. Yeah, it came back to me. Obviously, it was a, a huge deal. And I think I remember the mom, my mom, like freaking out on the kid or whatever. And the cops came to his house and probably told him like, "Hey, you know, you're 12 or 13. Don't be touching a fucking three year old kid's dick." Yeah, you know, don't and be he's weird. He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I I better tell my dad to stop doing that to yeah. me." Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like it brought back a lot of weird memories and like. I remember as uh, I remember when I was my parents, my mom had been uh, my stepmom had been a was a daycare provider for a bunch of kids and stuff like that. And like and then it repressed like back to back to that, like where I saw like where myself was like my mom asked me to go grab a, uh, a little like one or two year old and bring her out the room. So I was, I was like, come on. I was like, and I was patting her, I was patting her diaper to like move her along and shoe her along and stuff. And that brought back a, a memory of that, like how like it kind of boils back into the Christianity thing about like, you know, this, that, and the other. So it was, it brought back like weird, it brought back weird. It's like, did I? No, no trying to figure out where the line yeah, is. Yeah, where the line was. And it, it, you know, it's 12 years old. There, you know, you there. it's, there's no established line. I mean, there's yeah. no. And when you are a Christian, that consequences are big. I thought God was going to come down and fucking just choke the fuck out of me, you know? And, 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 and I talked to my dad about it. My dad was actually really, because uh, I, I, had, I had brought these up to him. And uh, my dad was such a, just a humble, very, very humble human being. Um, he he said, Casey, you did nothing wrong. Like, there's no, you shouldn't, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. And I'm sorry I didn't talk to you about, you know, sex before, you know, you had saw the, you know, the videos and the, you know, but, you know, he goes, there's nothing, you've done nothing wrong. And, and, and this sometimes that's just the way it is. And you'll, you'll think about things like that as you get older. Well, like, sure as shit did, you know, and I. I think a lot about my deviance sometimes like came from like pornography yeah oh like, yeah i was always dude. treating like girlfriends like yeah you want to try this and they're like yeah maybe maybe and then to do it and then I'd, then then she'd be dang, she'd be game we'd you know yeah and then then I, then I would start being the filthy fucking degenerate asshole that i saw on those videos right mm-hmm. you know nothing anything illegal it was just like wow dude you fucking really you, you trained you, yourself yeah, yeah you really got you really got into it bro so it was always like so I think maybe like sex is complicated. It really is because there, that's good in some contexts mm-hmm. where like to just to really just give in and just get filthy with your partner. It's it's right. fucking fun, absolutely, and it's very bonding. It's a very bonding experience. It's really it's it's good for us as humans. Sometimes if it goes wrong, you just kind of sit and then you kind of sit there next to each other. Like Context thing, is like just, everything, and you kind of just kind of giggle like, oh well, yeah, sorry about that. Like, uh, that's, <laughs> no, it's cool. No, it's it was kind of weird, but I liked it. I appreciate it. And, you know, I love you. And then or you know, doesn't have to go. So, if if it does, if there's an I love you involved, it's a lot. Usually less with stressful. my wife. It's usually with my wife. Yeah, but, I mean, there's been a lot of I love yous, but now, relationship- if you got the I love yous involved, it's. I mean, you can get, you can really stretch it and go you can go a lot of different places. You sure can. It's it's a lot of fun. God, women love yeah. to hear "I love you." Married sex, in my opinion, is twenty thousand times better than than any kind of random hookup. Right. I've never had a good random hookup that was like that really blew me away. To where I'm just laying there, I can't stop smiling. I'm just like fucking glowing. I don't get that. And I usually, would... if it was a fucking like glowing moment, like after a hookup, usually that girl was my girlfriend for a substant, like for an yeah. amount of time. Oh, and we, it's we, a reunited. We, yeah, we had side. We'd like it was good. Like those oh, can be pretty. Electric. Most of the time, it was just like, yeah, like okay, you know, give you a kiss, and then so you don't seem like an asshole. Yeah, like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So and then and then, but the ones that were were like random hookups, you know, that, that did that I see that did 
usually it was like if it was really good it was like that was gonna be my girlfriend you know like usually for like three at least like three months yeah you're physiologically aligned with certain people and not with others exactly so and and it's something that we perceive only on a like kind of a vague level but it's like you don't know why you don't like certain people where it's like i don't know why but i just don't want to be around that person then's back to the maybe the the hook you know just little remembers like hookups like yeah uh, maybe i i mean maybe you have an association with that person uh like something about them reminds you of somebody else or but that you actually like you're in my heart rates right now are probably trying to synchronize because Mm -hmm. we're in the same vicinity like you biologically will start to align with people you're around. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a compatibility, it, you feel that kind of dissonant rubbing edge of like where you're trying to meet in the middle, you know what I mean? And if you try to date somebody like that, which we've all done, mm-hmm. it doesn't work and it's it's weird and you can feel it. But when yep. you hit it right and you got somebody where you're just like, your pieces just fit like emotionally and physically, like, you know, coitally. Sure, right, right. Uh, it's great, it's, there's nothing better. It's really great. I think that my wife's going to be pissed, but I always call my wife's, call it the golden pussy, man. Like when we first met, uh, so let me give you a little story. That's very romantic. It's beautiful, man. We we met uh, seven years ago. We've been together seven years. We've only been married not even a year, Um, but we did, we met at the local, uh, local Long Beach Tavern right here in uh, Long Beach on the peninsula and uh, shout out LBT. Yo, 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 getting rowdy tomorrow. Anyway, but we, we met, um, she was dating somebody else at the time and, uh, I'd always try to tell her, like, hey, have, have a little respect for yourself, you know, just in the gist of everything. Like, hey, I always thought she was beautiful, and but I just thought that her her choices in her life that she made were just were shit. So I'd always try to um, just kind of tell her, like, hey, you know, you're worth a lot more than this. You know, have some respect for yourself. Well, she didn't like that, and she pretty much told me to go fuck myself every time she saw if she saw me, and it was just uh, just banter here and there. And I was always thought it was just innocent banter, and then. Uh, and then one day, like, she invited me to come to a ugly sweater party because she lived right next, like, right right across the street from the Long Beach Tavern, those little Ford apartments that are right up there. And uh, her and her sister and a, a friend, a mutual friend of, of ours now, you know, still, uh, yeah, come on up to the ugly sweater party. I was like, okay, cool. That sounds like fun. Thanks for inviting me. I, mean, I, I didn't show up. I was at the bar getting drunk. And uh, she comes down after, you know, about midnight or so, and she goes, where the fuck were you? I invited you to my party. Why didn't you show up? I was like, well, I didn't know if you really wanted me there. Is that really what, what it was? Yeah. I, you, I, were you, so what was your thought process while you were waiting? Did you, did you just not think about it, or were you aware that you were missing the party? I thought to myself, like, I'm just going to have a couple drinks and then go up there. Like, I'm going to be the Casey Bean that she knows, like the okay. drunk fucking idiot. Like, it was so it was, a, it was a flaky Casey thing and not like a nervous Casey thing. Right. No, it was gotcha. just like, I'm getting drunk with my buddies. So, so it happened. Slightly dismissive. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. She came in. Where the fuck were you? And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Bunch of banner went on. I was like, you know, I maybe next time. So a couple more day, a week goes by, uh, go by and, uh, we're hanging out at the bar and she's being friendly and nice. And, uh, and her sister's like, Oh yeah, my sister really thinks you're cool and like likes you. And like, I think she was, her sister was telling her like, man, that Casey guy's a really nice guy. Why don't you, why don't you go, like give him a chance? Like try like hang out with him, just see if he's cool. So I think she did. I think she took that in. It was like really friendly with me. And, and, uh, you know, so I was like, fuck it. And we went over to my buddy's house and took some mushrooms and shit. And, uh, we got really fucked up and then you get to know a person quick like that. Oh boy. Yeah, I remember crawling. Yeah, it was just. Uh, remember her crawling out in the in the yard and stuff. And I was sitting there with a Mario hat on, um, and just laughing my like ass. Like Super Mario. 
yeah, Super Mario hat. It was like a kid's hat. And I was sitting there just grilling out, just laughing. And mind you, I had this chick living at my house at this time in Ocean Park. A different chick? Yes. It, it was a, a girlfriend that she was just, I was just waiting for her to leave. Like she was, she was trying to find some place to leave. So I was just, you know, oh, was so it, to, it was over. It was over. Yes. According to her, it wasn't, but for me it was, you know? So anyway, so I had a little bit of reason. I mean, I stayed over at her house once we didn't ever, we didn't, you know, bump uglies or anything like that. We just, we got drunk. I got drunk. Did you talk all night or, or was it just like a pass No, no, it was out? fucked up. We were fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly everybody in the house was fucked up. So I come home, I get on the bus, the transit, because I didn't have a driver's license at the time. Uh, get on the transit, go back to my house. And she's sitting there waiting. She goes, where'd you stay at? I was like, I, I stayed at my buddy Roger, my buddy Roger's house. We all know Roger, right? I don't know Roger. Mor- Roger Morey? Oh, Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He oh, did. that's awful. Good friend of mine, man. A good friend of the- He was a good uh, dude. Yeah, he sure was. Um, but I said that I stayed over there because he was dating her sister at the time. So I was like, I just fucking, I don't know why I was even lying to her, for one. I and mean, that's sometimes I do that. So I'll just make a, just a tweak a story just a tad, just to make it- make For myself, convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I don't have to listen to it or deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, oh, okay, really? She goes, well, I'm moving out tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. So two days goes by. I go back there and we trip the mushrooms. And then she goes, so Becca's asking me, I want you to come home with me. And I was like, no, I got to go back to Ocean Park. Didn't happen. I sent her on a taxi cab. I sent my wife on a taxi cab back to her house. And I got a taxi cab back to my house. Well, we go, we do this for like, we do this for weeks. Just, just playing cat and mouse, you know, chasing each other. And then, uh, then one day, we uh we had sex and it was like it was cool, and uh, we we you know we were hanging out and I pretty much stayed at her place quite you know all the time. We had you know, the other one was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you like moved in together pretty much right away. Pretty much yes. Um, and I then, did the same thing. When you know you know, you're just like I'm just gonna start staying here. Yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a pretty uh it was a pretty fast thing right because we were still both pretty hardcore alcoholics and we were drinking a lot i mean i, get, I was i was working at two, i was working at two jobs i was working at doc's tavern which i'd worked there for like four years and then i started getting into the culinary so i started working at the pickled fish as a cook so i was i was i was working like 70 73 hours a week mm. and then like working both jobs and then getting off work and just getting Being exhausted getting hammered smashed then I started snorting a bunch of cocaine and shit and doing Keep weird things. It's like, man. So then just... your sleep's fucked up too. Yep. And you're just... sexually turning into more of a deviant. Yep. Cocaine makes you weird. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> if you do it enough. Yeah. yeah. And that, <clears throat> at that point it was, you know. Yeah. So we had, you know, but. You ever do bath salts? Just, I'm sorry, this is a tangent. I have not. Okay. That's the drug that I have, that made me the very weirdest of all drugs. <laughs> I did. Oh, I... so you did take some. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought it was kind of cool. It was very... I mean, it's a hell of a drug. So, I, I we'll come back to bath salts. We'll come back to bath salts. I don't want to get off track. Oh no, 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 no! It's all good. Man. No, I like your story. It's very romantic. It's, it is romantic. And it's I. So I've been editing the Valentine's Day episode all week, and it's just it's basically it's a love letter to me and my wife. Yep. And it's because we, it's just us going over a, a Facebook. Uh, like Valentine's Day survey thing, you know those things that go around. Yeah. Where where she answers like, who's the better driver, who's the better cook, who you know who gets up earlier and all that stuff. It's really fun. I I think that that was awesome. I actually while we were doing it, I'm like, I this could be a whole show in itself. I just get couples to come in here and interact and like you go do a, do a, it's almost like the dating game, but it's a podcast. Right. That'd be a good show. I would listen to that. 
There's, I mean, because it would be good if it was a, a couple that gets along, but it'd be even better if it's a couple that fucking hates each other. Exactly. Like, well, it kind of goes back to that uh, the Alex and Alex episode that I listened to. I think I listened to it last night, and uh, like, what a bunch of, I mean, what a bunch of goofs, man. Like that was that's that's cool. Like because you weren't because I list, I was listening to the, the the preface on it, like how you weren't expecting, uh, you know, yeah. Alex Alex to be there, and it was fun, you know. So that I mean, something like that. I mean, now that you're kind of accustomed to it, now you mm-hmm. probably be like, yeah, fuck you. Let's let's let, let's let's find somebody that really can't stand each other, but are, are good couples, you know, like, and and good performers, sure, like people who can really get some banter going. Right, banter's tough. You got to know how to like rib somebody without hurting their feelings. Yeah, because the line is very fine and it's you really got to get right up to it if you want it to be funny like and if uh, you get to the point where it's not funny anymore then you can really tell you could cut you could cut the fucking tension and then like, it's, it's done it sucks yeah yeah it's, it's like, out fuck, i ruined it <laughs> I've, I've definitely done that before too yeah but yeah i'm gonna pull out my list because i did have actual stuff okay cool on a list just in case but um yeah, we'll just finish the story just real quick yeah we're, yeah we're, go for it we're married now. We got married uh, this last year on uh, August 28th. Out. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. We went to Las Vegas. Oh, right on. Man, we got fucked up. It's the place to do it. Man. <laughs> They've got the supplies. My Uncle Venus got fucked up. Uh, this is just, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a story, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we never thought in my life. I mean, it was the first time I've ever been married. I'm 37. Yeah, that's pretty late. You know? That's pretty and we late. Had, we had uh, Aria when I was 31. Mm-hmm. You know, and she just turned 30 this last year on December, wow. you know, so we have a little bit of difference apart. Yeah. Not so. that bad though. No. That's seven years. Seven years. I got six years with between me and Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's no. great actually. It's not, it's, we haven't got the seven year itch yet. Mm-hmm. They, apparently they say something about the seven year itch. That's like a real thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I've had like the, the two year itch. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes it's, you think about relationships, you're like, do I really want to invest more time? Mm-hmm. But then, you, then you end up doing it, and then like a couple years later, you're like, do I really want to invest more time? And then, start all over again? Yeah, no like, way. This is fucked. Yeah, no, we just invest time into each other, and yeah, and it works out. Time goes by fast too. Sure it's does. Like if you if you really try to just like, I mean, that's I'll say this with the, keeping in mind if you're with a person who you are compatible with, if you really put a lot of energy into your relationship. Time goes by really quick, mm-hmm. and before you know it, it's just like fuck. Five years have gone by, and and things are s- still good, but it uh, it takes work constantly. If you just let yourself like, because everybody who's been in a relationship has felt that it's it's in waves. So you get like there are times when you're just so fully in love to where it's magnetic, and you mm-hmm. you can't think about anything else. And you get other times where you're just like, how could she just leave this dish sitting right? here? How could she leave this dish? And and you're actually genuinely upset that she left you this dish to wash. And I say she, but really... It's me. I'm the one who left It's the me. It's on the deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the one who didn't turn my socks right, uh, right. before I oh. put them in the laundry and Man. all that stuff. Melissa's really great about that stuff, honestly. But um, because of that, I get defensive. And I'm, and I'm just like, I work so hard. But my point being, you get those ups and downs. And if, yep. you just, if you just understand that that is the process, like the part of having a good relationship is is understanding the flow of that and, and getting in line with each other and understanding like, okay, so sometimes it's going to be rough and sometimes it's going to be good. Like, for example, um, I take medication for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And if I run out, it, I don't get, I mean, it's not a huge problem, but I notice and I feel shittier. Sure. And I mean, it's just just the way it is. That's that's the price you pay for, for getting the 
the boost that they provide. So every once in a while, I have like a day where um, a day to like up to seven or even a few more sometimes where I just don't take them at all for for the purpose of get my tolerance down, right. make it to where they actually work when I take them again. Yeah. And it's it's a shitty week generally. And I have to kind of plan it to be so that I can just get by without, you know, having some kind of an episode and making my life horrible. Yeah. Um, so I just like, you know, I hope I hope it's a, a week when I don't have to work. I don't have crazy, thing, crazy responsibilities at work or whatever. A lot of times, though, for several months, it happened to fall on the same week, was which was right after Melissa's period ended, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Sometimes I'm not sure what's okay socially, norm-wise. If I'm not allowed to talk about Melissa's period on a podcast, I will take this out. But I think it's okay. Right? Yeah, it, it's I mean, fine. it's period, man. Yeah, they, 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 they let you know when they're on it. I'm sick and tired of everyone acting like a period is a dirty word. It's fucking half of our population has them. Adults. Yeah, know? right. Anyway, um, so I would have this week of just being like 70% of my normal capacity, you know, in every way. Mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally, to where I'm just like, ugh, run down. And the same week when she's just like ramped up and and wanting to be intimate wanting to be connected and have like real conversations and real good sex and like just like cook meals together and laugh mm-hmm. and like she wants to have that week and i'm having the week where i'm just like yeah fuck that now i'm gonna I'm make it to 5 30 and i'm just gonna try <laughs> to speak clearly the rest of the day and yeah. then fall asleep you know and just like that whole week becomes about rest to me it's yeah. just like all right this is my recharge week i'm just gonna just slow it down and oh, they're so good for me. I, I honestly love I love doing it because it's super uncomfortable and yeah. it, it forces me to just like endure that. And then when I get when I start taking the medication again, it's um, it's like a it actually feels like a bonus, like an energy bonus. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice, but that's why yeah. that's why I use alcohol, man. That's that's I kind of kind of connected with you on that. Like the work week's done. I'm trying to relax. Uh, I might not have a lot to say. I mean. I'll get that point where I'm like to the buzz point, and like like then I want to be like sociable and like it helps, know, and, and and then do that, and then, then sometimes I just want to go outside and listen to music and just like wash away the world, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and just it, but but I see that, you know, and that's and I think that's like how the ADHD, you know, that you know the the pills you take Adderall. for that, yeah, Adderall, yeah, I used to snort them. Me too. Um, it fucked up my nose. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it, everybody out there. College kids, if you're listening, don't do that. Don't be snoring those out of all. I started that shit when I was 16. I started when I was 17 or 18. Yeah, shit was baller. Yeah. I I abused it until I was probably 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I used to snort Altoids, the mints. (laughs) I remember kids doing that. Well, I would mix it with drugs. Oh, okay. So that it would make my drugs taste better because I was a fucking child. Right. And I was trying to ingest these chemicals that are not meant to be ingested by a child. No. But like 17, 18 years old, I was like, oh, this pill tastes terrible. I got to mix some mints in here. Beer tasted terrible for me when I was 17, 18. I was like, man, why the fuck does anybody drink this? Your tastes change for sure. Yep. It's an acquired taste. Long story short, it fucked up my nasal passage and and I still deal with problems because of it. Note to self, don't do that. Don't do drugs. You can do drugs. I, I don't believe that you should not do drugs completely. I think abstinence is actually just as dangerous as full indulgence. Because it, it there is a certain population of certain percentage of the population that is going to strive to get drugs because they feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And they need to feel a little bit better to get it 
get through life. Life fucking sucks for some people. Yeah. If it doesn't suck for you, you're fucking lucky. Yeah. And uh, there's something not human about you, I think. It, life doesn't suck for me. I, and it, even when it does suck for me, I'm not going to admit that shit. Not right. to myself. Right. Because right. I'm still so glad to be here. Yep. It's still better than the alternative. Like, I, like you said, you're not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of it because I know it's coming. But I also, it helps me to appreciate life. Mm-hmm. The, they're just the possibility of us being here is very small. Yep. I always think about being in like the black void of a deep, deep psychedelic trip where you've, you've gone through all of the, the parts that are still connected to this reality. Right. Where, you know, the, the, like the astral plane where you, you just, you're seeing all these people and figures and shapes and hearing sounds, but it's all from your world. It's like your memory bank is just dumped out and, yeah. and it's like spilled on the floor and you're trying to sort through it. You get through all that into the blankness. That's just nothing. I don't like that at all. No, uh, and being might, out there, no. when you if you still remember reality, you're like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate this. Nothingness is not not for me. Yeah. And then when you get back to somethingness, it's precious. But you know, I hope that's what happens when you die, though. I hope that uh, you get to that. You just your memory bank is just it's so fucking huge, and it just dumps a fucking huge load on your head. Like, I hope like for the next hundred years after you're dead like that's hope what you'd hope once you hit nothingness though which i i, I mean i think like you look at it as just like when you die you close your eyes and nothing and, and cover your ears and you have no sense of like senses like like a I, deep meditation yeah it's like a i think that's like probably what death is but can't be certain but mm. you'd hope like you're saying like psychedelically like when you get that trip and it's, it's just an over and over and over again. and every time i trip i'm thinking like Man, am I fucking dead? Me too. When, when am I going to come back? Like, and then you come back and you're like, oh, wait, I'm still alive. Is it normal for you to wonder if you're dead? <laughs> like, how no, many times in a normal life do you wonder if you're dead? Uh, I wonder if I'm dead eh, a few times a year because yeah. I do breath holds and meditation and all this shit. And I'm, you have to, you know, periodically check in and be like, you know, make sure you don't accidentally die. Right. Or are dead and, like, for some reason you're still walking around. Like, and, like, nobody's really, like, it's just like, Sometimes when you see that, when you see people walking around like that aren't paying attention to you, you're like, "Am I just a ghost walking through all these people? Like, am I really like here?" Yeah. You look. You you're take Bruce I, Willis. I take this part right here, and I look out, and I f- there's a weird thing that happens. And I think it's like just looking from the like the inside out, and you can really like see your peripherals, but you think to yourself like, "I don't feel human right now. I'm on the other side of." what feelings are like I've, I've gotten to this point and I've had that like probably I can remember like three times in my life where I was like man am I still a, like am I still like what am I you got disassociation mm-hmm. where you're just like what am I yeah well what are you what is what are any of us right like how is this happening how am I blinking my eye then I'll blink my eyes or I'll 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 move my arm like how is this happening like, something this made me weird and I don't know how it happened or when it happened or like but it was long before my conscious awareness mm-hmm. or anybody you know it's like it is a trip then you just then then all of a sudden it just kind of cycles in like like you're then you're in the now then you're like oh I'm me I'm Casey I'm I'm alive like, you reload yep yeah, it's almost like there's a lag, and the, mm-hmm. the little hourglass thing is is spinning, and yep. and then it all comes back. Okay, so here, this is an out there thought. Okay, think about this as if we're all like our bodies are just okay. This is just a crazy scenario. I was thinking about like for a book or a movie mm-hmm. where in this futurist, not futuristic society, it's like an alternate. It's like an alternate 
reality mm -hmm. where instead of us all having a continuous linear line of a narrative for our life, mm -hmm. you're just what if you were just randomly assigned to a new narrative every day or every year or every second? Mm -hmm. And and the way that it works, it's like um, a good, really fast running app in like or a streaming app where it has to take data from from the cloud all the time, right. and it's fast enough to where you don't notice the downloads. You mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it updates yeah. in real time. Yeah. What if your memories did that? And all the time, so like you switched into a new role, and like so suddenly you like you become aware from like the moment you just described, where you're you're here. I'm here. I'm conscious. I'm I I'm thinking. So therefore, I am. Mm -hmm. And but and all the memories you have are of Casey Venus, the chef, the the drummer, the the person who grew up, like your parents, all this stuff. It's right there for you to access. So you're obviously going to move forward with that line and that narrative line. Right. But then the next moment, what if you just switched and all of a sudden you are some guy in Utah who's an accountant and, he's, and you have all his memories, but it's the same consciousness. And, it's and, like a brain web of different. So you go down one brain and then you hit another narrative and then like second later, like fuck that brain web going to the next one and that yeah. could be something. So like that's obviously that's a chaotic situation and it's hard to even really conceptualize. But if you think about it, there's absolutely no evidence that that's not happening right now. Exactly. Isn't exactly. that crazy? That's, that's fucking mind blowing, dude. It's like, bizarre. Like, like the th to think about that, you know, I mean, every thought, so I've thought about like four thoughts probably in the last, like that I can remember, like, what if I went, to, what if I was able to go to those, you know, what if I was able to see that just in an instant and then like another instant, I was like in another, they're all those, doorways for thought. Yeah. Doorways in the multiverse, different veins. Dude, I think that's, I think that shit's coming, man. I think there's, I think there's something somebody's hiding from us that, I mean, because our brains are so fucking powerful and wired. And they evolve so fast. They evolve faster than anything else. It's, it's crazy in real time. We build new neural connections all the time. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know about that shit 10, 10, 15 years ago. When I went to college and learned neuroscience stuff for psychology, it was just brand new that they acknowledged that there was some um, neurogenesis in the hippocampus. So, like adult in adult brains. Up until that point, they they and so I graduated in 2012. Up until that point, they were pretty much convinced that there there's no new neurons being formed after you're done developing, and everything is just pruning from that point on. So right. you're born with a ton of neurons, brain cells. And then you, as you use them, those systems that fire together, wire together, you get these neural patterns, like kind of like ski tracks in the snow. Yeah. And you get better and better at taking those paths. So that's why it's so important to get the right stimulation for a, a human brain at the right time, at the, hit these benchmarks for language and cognition and social interaction. All these things is so important for kids. That's another big problem with the pandemics and the lockdowns, people not being able to get that for their kids. Nope, not but, at all. Yeah, but you look at like that. I, I I feel like as myself, I I I, I feel that I am. Um, I feel like I'm learning more than I ever have in my life. Like even as a kid or a, a young adult, like I figure I I feel confident now. Like I'm starting to like information is starting to generate. I mean, there's some things and you know that I forget about, but generally speaking, I feel like I'm always brushing up on those things that I did know, but mm -hmm. I'm making it 10 times better. You know, like I, I feel like I'm like, man, I know this, I'm, I'm starting to study this and I can retain, I can retain information a little bit better without getting sidetracked. It's weird how that goes in phases. There it are does. some times when you really feel like you can just soak it all up, like no problem. And other times are just like, oh, I can't follow Maybe this. five years from now, I'll be like, uh, 
do I remember doing this podcast? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's some things like that. Like, I mean, I, I can't, I see people that I've met, you know, recently 10 years, like 10, 12, 15 years that I knew them. I've hung out with them. I've, I've partied with them. I've, I've done, I mean, I've had connections with these people and now I can't even remember their fucking name. Yeah. You know it's what weird. I mean? It's, and then, especially if you party, that happens a lot. Yeah. I think right. it is the partying. I don't yeah. think it's like a psychological thing. I think it's just like, just like, you, and it just the sheer ex- volume of exposures. Yeah. Think of how many people you've met in your life. Since then. I mean, yeah. even since that part mm-hmm. that, that have made it at least an, uh, a positive or a negative impact on me, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to set up a camera and take some pictures while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Picture time, huh? Yeah. I knew I did. I knew I combed my hair for a good reason. That's what reminded me. I almost forgot. I forget about half the time. And then even sometimes when I don't forget, I'll forget to use the pictures. <laughs> Make sure it looks nice. Not like a drunk idiot. No, you look great. Great. Thanks for making this really comfortable for me, man. This is really cool. I, 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 it, it really is ramble by the river. We are, we really are rambling, and, and the like, river's right out there. Yeah, it's yeah. right out there. Yeah, dude. Today I heard a thing um, that there's some network called Ramble or Rumble. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Colton Chalker told me that. It's some right wing group that that is like some organization that does news and shit. But it's like, fuck! I hope that's not ramble. Like, I don't want to be. A Man, they're gonna no, 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 You're gonna have all the right wing fuckers there just fucking listening to your thing. And they're like, what the fuck is this filth? We're gonna cancel this well, guy. That's the thing I would get both sides would hate me. Oh boy! Because I'm a gun. I'm like a gun loving liberal. Yeah. Um, who like I grew up conservative in the church, but I'm mm-hmm. not that now. No, I, it took me a long time to realize what I was. I, uh, I took a little test online, let's be honest here, about what kind of political party or where, where I stood politically as like, far as like party-wise. Mm-hmm. And it called me a disaffected, a disaffected Democrat. But I got to looking at that shit, man. I was like, no, 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 no. There's more, there's more to this. I mean, I, the last two times, I, I, I voted for Joe Biden because uh, I hate fucking Donald Trump so much. There's, Everybody a, there's hates a, Donald there's Trump. A, there's a bone, every bone in my body is, fuck that guy. But I mean, I figured. But you know, he had you had uh, you had you had uh, Jorgensen, and I've I voted for I, I voted for Gary Johnson twice. There wasn't a lot of good choices. No, there wasn't. I I, I think I vote for more towards the uh, um, the libertarian side of things. I mean, gun like gun toting liberals. I mean, that's pretty much what it boils down to. That we should just start a new party called Gun Toting Liberals. Gun Toting Liberals. Because there's a lot of us, I think. The GTL. Yeah. Instead of the GOP, because the GTL would be the next big thing in like the fifty years, like hundred years from now, the G. Everybody's like, what the, the Tea Party became a thing, right? Why can't the GTL? I really am a GTL too. I am too. I love guns. Me too. I've got lots. I, I've seen you post some stuff out. Yeah, I shouldn't be posting shit like that. So I don't know. I actually think it's good. But now they say, uh, yeah, we're not going to fuck with this guy now. Well, also it, it normalizes it because we need to not. Guns need to not be something that is just a, a scary, violence. Scary like it's not violent. Vi- they're not violent at all. I it's mean, they're, a tool. Yeah, and they definitely can be violent. People are violent. They're and built they... to use for violence. Sure, but they uh, they just understand. I, I have the same opinion of drugs that I do for. I mean, for guns that I do for drugs. Mm-hmm. I think people need to be well educated, and things need to be available in, under certain circumstances and, and legalities because people are going to. Seek them out, regardless yeah. of whether it's legal or not. I don't think people who are making laws have any idea just how willing poor people are to break the law. They're very willing. Yep. Like they don't give a fuck. And 
I should say we don't give a fuck. I still feel like I'm a poor person at heart, even though I like, I thank God I like own a house and sure have a job. But it, I always feel like it's just like it could just be taken away any moment. Yeah, because and that's that doesn't fragile. make. I mean, just because you have a job and. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, just I'm still because, a proletariat. Just, just, sure, but I mean, but even I mean, I'm a, I'm, I have a, we have, a, we have a house, and I have a job, and both of us have a job. We have a bit, but I mean, we're not rich. Me neither. But I mean, I would consider us. I wouldn't consider us poor though. I was gonna say, like, man, life's good. Like, we, 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 we make it. If we're, you can pay all more, your we're bills, more, we're more fortunate than than most. You know, if you live in this country and you can pay all your bills, I, I think you're in the one percent. Yep. Like of yep. the planet. But it's like guns for me, like two years ago, was like that's what I really got into it. They're fun as fuck. Yeah, they really are. And then that's the fun part about it. Like, yeah, when you can buck off a few rounds, it's like that first time you bust a nut, you know, it's like, what, it, is, what it is, is this? similar. It really is. It's it, like, yeah, what is this feeling? It's what is this some feeling? kind of a power. It is. And, 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 and I think a lot of people just get scared of that because they see so many violent people carrying, like shooting people. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I get, I get both sides. I have to be, I have to empathize, you know, for the ones that don't think that drugs are, or, or, or that guns are, um, you know, they think their guns are, you know, are evil. And he's like, no, it's the people behind those machines. It's, I mean, it's just like a car. Yeah. You know, people are argue this thing. It's the same thing. You know, us, us, us gun toting, gun toting liberals, the GTL, the new party, get this the new party we have is going to be like, uh, you know, you look at it as a car. We, we, we make the both, both comparisons. Like, yeah, are we going to ban cars because people get behind them and kill people with them? Like all the you time, know, all the time. I mean, i all the time i've never heard of a like a huge shooting here except for a couple you know a couple times but it's mostly car accidents yeah you hear about a lot of a lot of people getting killed by cars i've I've seen it are we are we uh are we banning those are we are we are we hell-bent on that you know yeah the new thing passed in the i do believe about the magazine um capacity that one is a little bit easier for me to swallow because i do understand the logic it's like why do you need 20 rounds or whatever but one bullet they say it's going to save lives. One bullet's one person. Whose lives are we saving? Oh, that one person that got hit by that one bullet or those 10 bullets still died. I don't get it. Wait, what? So the capacity, so the uh, capacity rounds, like, so they're only limited to 10 rounds, right? Mm-hmm. What, uh, some, some rifles, which I carry, uh, sometimes they carry 30. And um, what's the difference between 10 and 30? 20, right? 20, yeah. Yeah, is that 20 lives that's going to be saved from that? Maybe yeah, for a, for, from for an for evil a shooting. Yeah, for an evil person that has a gun that already has 30 rounds but in he it. He might or have he, two more clips. You might have many more clips. Yeah. Like how's the logic it probably like, does. Yeah, have two more at least. So, whose lives are we saving by banning a 30, you know, a 30 round capacity in a magazine? It's it's not a real it's it's probably just to make people feel better, I guess. Honestly, that yeah. seems like it is, because you're right. It does not. It's not going to save any lives directly. Right. It's not going to discourage any people who are going to do malevolent things. Mm-hmm. It's. It is kind of just. But also, it's not going to really hinder anybody who needs their gun for work either. Or right. is it? I don't know. No, I don't, no, no. They, they, so, so uh, you know, law enforcement. Um, do they need thirty round or or no, more? No, they don't. Know, but they, 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 but the, so the thing is, like, if you have so say you have a pistol that holds twelve rounds in the magazine and it can't hold. Uh, you know, my Glock holds 17, I think well, you're fine right? as long as you, you're long, you're good as long as you own it as long, but you can't transfer that gun over to anybody anymore after the, if the, if this law passes, Oh, I didn't so you know can't, that. you can't take the, you can't take the gun and, and sell it or transfer any, the, that magazine over to somebody else. And so then, guns so then, so, like then man, so, then, so, so then the manufacturers can't manufacture any 
weapons for the civilians that contain over 10 rounds, which is including pistols, rifles, that's a pretty anything big limit. semi-automatic, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, I don't think, you know, they had similar, they had similar uh, um, um, bills in 2020, 2021 that didn't pass, like uh-huh. by a lot. So, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think the, that amendment, you know, is going to be upheld in a, in a proper manner. Like I said, it's, we're one of the, so funny thing about gun laws uh, Maryland and Washington are the only states in the country that you can't have a um, a gun raffle for. So if somebody says, "Hey, we're, auction- we're we're raffling off this this pistol or the these am- this ammunition," Washington, you can't you can't apply for it. it they won't ship it to Washington. You're not really? allowed. To, you're not allowed to even enter in the. Uh, they won't let you enter. Into I've the- been entered in lots of raffles for guns in Washington. Really? Yeah. I went to three of them this last like three weeks ago, and they said nope. Maryland and Washington maybe ex- they changed ex- laws. Excluded it. It might be. I go to a weed conference every year mm-hmm. in Wenatchee, and they raffle off a, a rifle as a as a prize. And it, I I don't actually always apply. But... Excuse me. I have to state this: semi-automatic. Oh, you can't have a semi-automatic. You can't you can't raffle off a semi-automatic. Yeah, that's oh. that's. If it's bolt action, if it has, if it is always if it's bolt single action. or bolt, uh, it's a know, bolt action rifle bolt every action, time. You can, you can, you can. You, yes, you can. You can okay. have, get in a raffle for them. So interesting. That's see, that's weird. That's that's a very um, like seems arbitrary where right. where they make the lines, and that tells me that the whole dispute, like the whole dispute, is very poorly understood. We're we're not understanding what the actual threat is if we're making laws about how many bullets you can hold in your deadly killing machine mm-hmm. you know or who can possess them it's getting harder and harder for you to possess a legal weapon to go to a gun store and buy a, a weapon but the black market as we all know is very alive and well yeah exactly i think it should be hard to get a gun i i will say that i think it should be and i don't think you should be able to do it the day you want a gun no even though as a consumer i like to get shit now baby i want that gun Let's today go. yep Put it in my hand. I got some shit to shoot, you know. But you know, it's just not—it's not a good idea. People who are impulsive and people who are people who need a gun in an emergency situation probably don't want. You don't want to give them a gun. Yeah, yeah. So like, no, he's leaving town. I need it today. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah. No, Kurt, just go home, buddy. You're out, bud. <laughs> but yeah. But then again, I don't want. I, I'm so glad I don't have to make gun laws, no, or, or abortion laws, or any of that shit. Who would do that job? Terrible. Nope. It's just terrible. And you know, the the people that are making them are the ones that have no clue. Exactly. A lot of them are very wealthy. Mm-hmm. You, wealthy, rich white men. A lot of them. There's more and more minority people, but I think most of them are probably still wealthy mm-hmm. to be able to to afford campaigns and shit. Except AOC, she was like a waitress and right at the bar, the bar there, and uh, yeah, she is a kind of a celebrity politician. She it, is. It's weird. A lot of the right wing hater. I mean, yeah, but they all still masturbate looking at pictures of oh, her. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for she's sure. smoking. Like, she's she's like looking. the most smoking hot one that's in. Yeah, it's in the government system. You know. Yeah, I haven't blown a load to a politician like that since Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Wow. Yeah, the end, end days are like the, the the early days. I don't even know what she looks like, but I just thought it sounded funny. It does. It is a great <laughs> one. I like it. Uh, oh, I should have said Janet Reno. Janet Will, Reno. Will Ferrell playing Janet Reno oh, on man. SNL. That was so yeah. funny. Uh, Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Politicians used to be dorks. Yeah. 
they're not anymore. They're, or they sh- they should be, but like I mean, Ted Cruz is definitely still a dork. Lindsey Graham is a dork. Yeah. Oh, Mitch McConnell's. That'd be a compliment to that motherfucker. That guy's melting. <laughs> He's melting into a turtle, like a a real life human turtle. He looks. I mean, I don't want to talk shit about his looks. That's not my style. But that guy looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, it's so hard to judge people in that position for me because I I recognize how much it's there's never they're never going to win. So I I feel like I'm just falling into the the easy, easy way to think when I'm just like, yeah, fuck those politicians. They make you disappear, man. They say that too. Yep. You're out. That too. But no, I'm a company man. Uh, They don't they're not going to disappear me. I can help them out somehow. Somehow. You'll find a use for me, politicians. (laughs) Yeah. I've worked for the government since I was a kid. I like it. So what do you, I, I never asked you, man, what do you do for a living? I kill weeds. Kill I weeds. Kill weeds, yeah. yeah. I manage vegetation and, you know, habitats. Okay. Um, I used to be more involved in the habitat restoration side of things, but when I had a kid, I, st- I, I stepped down from the Marine Resource Committee and the, the Willapa Lead Entity, which are like funding boards. Mm-hmm. They get grants from the state and from federal sources, and then they distribute those grants to projects in the area like for salmon restoration. Right. So like if you own a piece of property that's on a river that's been heavily logged, so it's all fucked up because they the logging destroyed our local rivers. Yeah. So salmon used to be so abundant here. Fuck, that man. It was just like, it made millionaires out of, we are sitting in Chinook, Washington, which 120 years ago or so, I, I think it was something like that. Let's just say 100 years ago for, you know, brevity's sake, was the richest city in the world per capita or in the country because mm-hmm. of the fish traps, because the salmon were just so thick out here. And now we're, we have to fight really hard to have adequate you know, availability of the fish for commercial and recreational salmon fishing. And the runs are just not what they used to be and getting worse all the time with the hatchery com- conflicts with people oh, yeah. not fully seeming to understand the genetic. That I mean, it's a major problem, mixing hatchery genetics with wild genetics and how some biologists think that that's totally okay, you know, like whatever, it's going to straighten itself out eventually because it doesn't matter. They're all mixed anyway. That's the thing is it's, yeah, they're trying to keep them separate, but they pick an arbitrary time to start doing that. So Exactly. Yeah. I, being a fisherman, man, I, I was looking at a couple of escape pounds. Uh, so winter steelhead are pretty predominant right now. And. I've been chasing them, man, and uh, I looked at a couple of the escape reports for the nacelle. I like to go out to the nacelle, fish the grays, and then uh, last weekend I went to the Alokaman. I think the Alokaman, that had the Beaver Creek hatchery right there. And then a pretty good, I mean, you look at like 15 years ago, the Alokaman River was like the like the primo destination in Washington for winter steelhead, like some chromies. You know, now it's like all the fishermen are like, man, this is dead compared to what it was. Yeah, you used to catch anything still? Um, no, I lost two of them, um, but it was pretty low in clear water. It was kind of a miracle that I even even hooked onto one. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. There's only like, if you're drift boating, there's like seven holes. If you're walking, there's like three. Mm-hmm. So you get up to them, and then they, if they're not there, they're not there. You're not you're not catching them. Yeah. But uh, but I looked at the escape count for nacelle, and it was like 680, 682 that they were predicting that for the season was going to be around that uh, many fish escape count yeah how do they even quantify that's that? weird they're that's usually, such a small number they're, they're yeah it's it's nothing i mean you go up to like you go like a shelton all those like the hoe and all those shit that there's like like three thousand 
4,000 hatcheries rolling, like hatcheries still had rolling through there. Well, so the state has seriously turned down hatchery production, right? Mm -hmm. Over the last. Oh, a lot. I mean, you look at your 680, man. Like, there should be a lot of. And the justification for that, if I'm not mistaken, is to preserve wild genetics, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the interbreeding and the competition. Yep. Oh, that's so messy. They say releasing all, like, they. The, the length of life that the that a wild steelhead is like 5%, like five, I want to say five to 15% greater if you let them go. I mean, but the, but really though, I mean, I've never hooked into a wild, I've never hooked into a wild steelhead. Really? I mean, all hatchery, never, all hatcheries. Oh, they all, and they're all clipped. Cause they don't even clip them all. No. Yeah. There's, they're, 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 you can, there, I mean, sometimes you see it, there's a little bit like like quarter inch that are still on there, but I mean, it's lazily. I mean, it's, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually with the, with like the coho and the Chinooks that are clipped, you could, it's pretty, you I mean, it's like, yeah, that thing's a hatch, mm-hmm. you know? So hatcheries a, are amazing. They are. They're so cool. That's a, that's a really they amazing go in and they technology. Come back. Like they yeah. go in and they come back and that's, they, they come back to their original destination of birth and they fucking die. Like the males die. You see, you see them in the river coming back and they're, they're starting to fall apart and they're starting to mold out. They like look they, like they, fish zombies. They shit. They are fish zombies. They are. They're barely alive. They what, what a cool, like how it feeds, like the, amazing how it feeds the, the Our ecosystem. Our forests are yeah. built out of salmon. Mm-hmm. That's the part that breaks my heart because that, that was supposed to, I mean, supposed to, says yeah. who, but that would have kept going if, yeah. if humans weren't here and ah, and not even humans because it was going just fine before white people. We fucked it up yep. and I feel real bad about it. it WDFW is, is poorly managed. Like in a yeah. lot of things it's poorly managed. Oh my God. So bad. Very poorly and, managed. So I, I know people at WDFW and they're great people. I don't want to complain about them. The no, individuals are wonderful. And I really like working with them and everything. But, yeah, overall, the management seems to make very strange decisions. And I don't always understand. It's under, I think it's under their agenda. I just said that a petition today of, of, of one of the commissioners that were there of Washington State um, Department of Fish and Wildlife. And she's using everything in her knowledge for hunting seasons, like, for her agenda. It's not, like, it's not for conservation or preservation. It's, it's for – it's there's no – it's a personal agenda. There's not – that's resigned. Yeah, that really resigned. Like, if you're not, if you're not, how she was even voted in there is beyond me. But I mean, when you're a public figure, that especially an elected one, you have to stop being an individual mm-hmm. all the time. You can't live in that individual mindset as somebody who represents a the populace, the, right, the exactly. overall group. You're 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 the voice of like millions of hunters and. Uh, conservationists and especially you know, here you know like these these i mean i would like to say that mo i'd like to say that most people are ethical and you know hunt ethically and fish ethically but you see in the obviously in the paper that people are being stupid and, and poachers are around poaching. that's bullshit yeah we i just talked about that yesterday in the podcast but um yeah poachers fucking suck they ruin it for everybody but people who are against hunting don't understand that that properly managed hunting is conservation. Absolutely. They are Absolutely. one and the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's really it's it would be a much worse situation if hunting was outlawed. Look at I mean the predator counts have apparently gone much higher in areas where they're they're restricted mm-hmm. from hunting. And she's trying to restrict uh, the 2022 uh, spring bear season. Oh, I mean, there you they're, go. They're killing their own they're killing they're killing the cubs. They're killing, you know, they're Yeah, male bear is a very very dangerous animal. It should be hunted. Yeah. Very well, respectfully so. They're beautiful animals, and they uh, they provide food on the table, and they provide warmth. They provide 
um, you know. We have the, the information and the st- statistical technology exactly. to be able to tell people exactly how many we need to kill every year. Mm-hmm. And to be able to adjust that number to accommodate not only like the carrying capacity of the land, but also other animal populations. Like, let's say there's a little bit of too much pressure on the, the local ro- rodent population because there's mm-hmm. too, too many foxes or coyotes or something. You can up the limit on those a little bit and just balance it out a bit. We can do this. So the, to, to be a person who's just like wants to just abolish hunting or thinks that hunting is just, you know, uncategorically wrong, it's, it's short-sighted and it's ignorant. Yeah, and I, I I used to think that way, and because it's easy, it's so easy, and and it's it's like, it makes you feel superior because you're just like, oh yeah, as a human being, I would choose not to kill, you know, because we don't have to. It's like, well, yeah. fucking somebody does. If you want to eat, you yeah. know, shit's got to die because yep. you got to absorb it. It's just the way it is. And whether that's a plant, that doesn't mean that nothing died to give it to you. I exactly. Mean, you know how many animals die in large scale agriculture that makes yeah, all that huge. fucking vegetarian food. Mass amounts. Soy. Oh, God. One. Yeah. So, uh, the amount of rainforests that have been wiped out for soy and palm. Mm-hmm. Tons. It's just, it's messy. It's not a simple thing. And people just get so tribal and fucking weird about it. Yeah. The only thing I get fucking weird about like that, I like ideologically, is free speech and open discussion. I think that that shit is so crucial to a functioning de- democratic society yep. that I will let Joe Rogan say the N word and and still keep, you know, being Joe Rogan and doing his thing. Exactly. I, I, even if he's wrong, I, like I'm, I want to live in a world where people can be fucking wrong, and right now we don't seem to live in that no, world. No, it's all about and and that's the thing too. Like then you then it, it, as as far as that goes along, like it, with being okay with it. You may have like friends, like lots of friends or lots of people that you associate yourself with that don't think that's right. But then you start to I'm sure I do. Th- th- then you, th- but then you, then you try to, then you try to like. I don't know what we would call it. Like then you try to like appease your friends and be like, oh, I'm against that, or I, I, I you know, like you play the you, you play the bit. parts, yeah. And then then but then, you know, time goes on, and then another you know another controversial thing happens, and then you think about it a little bit more. It's not just about the word. And the context, it's about the context of it. Yeah. But some, for some people, it's about the word. Yes. And then, you know then, I mean? that's a valid perspective sure. as well. Absolutely. It is. But we got to be able to move forward. Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, we can't just start labeling people for their opinion or of something that's... You can if you want, but, but it might not benefit you in any way. Who, who's winning here? Yeah. Pfizer, honestly. Yeah. I think that's what's behind this whole big thing. Fucking, big fucking pharmaceuticals, man. I really do think that man. that is what's going on. It seems, and I, I'd hate to get into, I don't want people to think I'm a conspiracy theorist. No, but they're fun though. I mean, that's, they're they, so they are, fun. they really are conspiracy. The, they're yeah. conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Conspiracies are real. Yeah. It's a thing that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. But the, the people who go balls deep into trying to explain them and they get so passionate and twitchy and it's just like, I'm not that guy. But sometimes I am. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's okay. I really think that Joe Rogan started having these doctors on and talking to people who completely disagreed with the accepted medical narrative of COVID, which is ballsy to do in the first place yep. because he's Joe Rogan is well aware that Pfizer is powerful. And I mean, fuck, he's a CIA agent, for God's sake. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I, probably. And so, yeah, I think that Pfizer and who owns the news were like, hey, news guys, 
we gotta we gotta nip this in the bud. And so they start just story after story. Joe Rogan is being attacked for his, spreading misinformation. Neil Young pulls out of Spotify, and a bunch of other artists follow because they're whiny bitches. Mm-hmm. And it's just like any one of those people. I wonder if they've actually done their research and listened to the shit. Listen to a few episodes. It takes a long ass time. Yeah. It, like I feel like it's hard to believe that very many of those people have actually put in the time to consider him and his message and who he is as a human being and what he's trying to add to the conversation and to the world. And it's overwhelmingly positive. It, like 10 to 1, everybody fucks up. Everybody yeah. says dumb shit. Joe Rogan has a ton of black friends. Think of how he must feel right now to realize, like, oh my God, what have I, what did I do that for? I'm a fucking racist, yeah. You know? Oh, I got, no, not, not like that. But you know what I mean? Like, like what do you think? He probably like, feels like shit. Yeah, and he should because he fucked up. But now we get to move on, mm-hmm. and and I really just think that if we're in a world where, it, do we just have that many talented people to where we can just throw them away because we have another one to fill their place? Exactly. I, I don't know, but. It's not the world I want to live in. No, not me either. You know, it's like you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah, but you do have to pay for it. Like yeah. you, you own up for what you say. You have to. You have to be. There's got to be responsibility. But as long, and I'm not even saying there shouldn't. Like I'm not against cancel culture. I'm doing air quotes because I don't think it's a real thing. I just think it's a it's a it's a convenient way for people to conglomerate a ton of things that are going on at once. And do you think the people that are do you think the people that are canceling Joe Rogan are actually fans of Joe Rogan? Do you think that the do you think that more people I think the people no I think that I think the way that Joe Rogan has all of his listeners and they're like fuck yeah. you man like you can say you can just waste all this money like saying hey we're canceling this guy but you know what only it only makes him more popular and it only makes him have more fans you know like because like, the people who live in real life the people who live in in cable news world yeah believe that joe rogan has been destroyed <laughs> and the people who live in real life which means on the internet they know joe rogan's just fucking fine <laughs> <laughs> and everything's gonna go back to normal and the world will go on so i don't watch the dude i watch the i don't watch the news I, sometimes i'll you know i'll check on my old buddy trump and see how he's gonna how is old trump doing i haven't checked in on him for uh, months well he had the he had, he had they they not since Mar- they kicked him off twitter no they mar-a-lago man he had he had uh he had he had scripts from the white house and they they seized him and they brought it back and no 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 telltale yet of what's in those scripts scripts uh, like I mean, just just, just, transcripts? just transcripts and shit. Oh, yeah. they, they got him like a Nixon style thing, huh? Yeah, I don't, but I don't think I think because he's so fucking well off and so many people love him, I think he's gonna be okay. I feel like it'd be really hard to, for anybody to give a shit about the president recording conversations oh, anymore. Yeah. It was a big deal in Nixon because they didn't everyone didn't have a recorder in their pocket every day, but now it's just like. I would just assume you're always being recorded, which. But why, but why does he have those? In, why was it? Why do you have those in his little? Uh, his little. His little Mar-a-Lago cave, you know. Well, so he could blackmail people. Exactly. That's what he's been doing the whole time. Yeah, I'm sure that's got to be. That's just what a fucking evil world. I mean, what a dude to, to think. That's just the way dude, they I thought do it was business, a fucking, huh? Dude, I thought it was a fucking joke when the fucking host of the fucking what was the show he had? The Apprentice. The Apprentice was our was for four years our president of the United States. Imagine if you just multiverse swapped right into that reality. You're like, no, this couldn't be real. This couldn't be real. I couldn't believe it. It was bizarre. I couldn't fucking believe it. It was going to be bizarre if Hillary won. Yeah, exactly. And then she didn't even win. It was like out out of this world. Blew her out. Yeah. Blew her out. And I was like, man, Donald Trump, really? Do you think, okay, 
this is a very controversial question. All right. But I, I'll tell you my honest God opinion if you will tell me yours. Okay. Do you think there was any fuckery in the, the 2020 election? All that shit Trump was I don't, claiming. I, I don't the, the think it was. The I don't House. think it was done intentionally. I think that the whole system. If you have three different, you mail ins, you know, write ins, you know, go to the site. I think. I mean, with that many fucking votes coming in, I think there is something that had been skipped over on accident. Yeah, but That's I don't very think. Generous I don't, of but you. I don't. But I don't think it had anything to do with like Trump's losing. I think Trump lost. I, I, in my opinion, I believe Trump lost because the people said we had a fuck enough of it, and our nation was so divided in between. I mean, it was like a. That's what gets me. It was a nation that was so divided, but it went over to fucking Biden. But the level of vitriol that was on both sides, yep, people just yep. fucking hated yep. the other side. Yep, that is a powder keg for corruption. I think the chances that there was no corruption in that election are so fucking minuscule that it's not even worth discussing. Mm-hmm. There absolutely was was corruption in the election, just like all the other elections, because that's how fucking people work. That's how what our government is. They lobby, take advantage when they I mean, can. The lobbyists, man. Exactly. There's, there's, I mean, it's 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 inevitable. It's there, there's there's something that didn't. They, there was a lot of money that got transferred. And yeah. either side of that election. My point, I, I think that Trump probably did his very best to get elected by ethical and non-ethical means. And I think mm-hmm. Biden did the same thing. And Biden won. He won the election in a system that we use. In the system involves a ton of fuckery. Yeah. People don't want to acknowledge that. But did they think that, that, that there was no, wasn't any fuckery in Trump's fucking every, every election? I mean, every, I mean every, every way. People I mean, are way too smart not to fuckery an election. Like that—that's part of the ingredients. People will fucking do it. Like mm-hmm. you study psychology, and you learn really quickly that people are very smart. They're very conniving, and they get what they want, and they or the and they'll die, or they'll die trying. You know. Yep. And the Biden supporters got what they fucking wanted. I don't know how they did it, but I, there's no—I don't think anything would have been off limits. They had that much hate for that man. Trump was out. He was going to go out some way or another. In but, a fucking gl- bullet of fucking glory, or it was going to go out. I mean, he's still he's still fighting it. it well, but you, you can't yeah. blame the guy. For, I mean, you can't fucking blame the guy for it. But come on, dude. God, isn't he tired? Jesus Christ, How man! Just go retire, man. Yeah. Let's just like, hit Mar-a-Lago and, and go fucking you know, go fuck Epstein's fucking leftovers. You know, like do what you want to yeah. do. What do what rich people do? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, manipulating sex traffic and uh, <laughs> touch children. I mean, it's pretty much the way they do it. That, that's, that's what some man. Some, I'm gonna uh, get fucking killed tomorrow, dude. Like <laughs> you're gonna see me just dis- like oh we. Since this podcast, uh, Mr. Venus has been uh, no longer. Is it, if you've seen any sign of Mr. Venus, please call this number. I'll worry about that when more r- people r- 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 download the podcast. Yeah. The but it, it is like you do have to be careful about what you say and in, in yeah. All context nowadays. You're being recorded most of the time. On the internet, man. Yep, on the internet. And if you have an Apple phone in your pocket. Yep. Which Algorithms, dude. I'll be talking to my wife about something. Sure as shit. She'll, we'll look over at each other like, we see the same shit. We were t- like, see ads for the oh, same shit. Yeah. Algorithms. Yep. That The the thing that, I remember when that just started happening, and every time it happened, it was just like, holy shit, we were just talking about go-karts, and now there's a go-kart ad on my phone. Yep. It's like, oh my God. And now it's just so commonplace that it doesn't even phase me. I, it happens every day. We like, see all those conspiracy theorists, man. That's why they why they have that fucking mentality, is like, yeah. because they have, the technology has fucking taken over, man. Like, somebody's listening. All the time. Your fucking phone's listening to you, whether who's who's controlling your phone, who's handling your phone, or who ha- who's handling the the network your phone's on. Like, that's pretty disturbing, and and I would be paranoid too if I really th- like decided to put myself into that 
yeah. you know, that energy, like, oh, then you would be fucked. Then you wouldn't have any, you couldn't do your job. That's how you go you, crazy. Yeah, exactly. If you look too deep, in, if you pull the veil and yep. really, really look and, and- Then you're the asshole for going off grid, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You don't want to be the crazy person. Right. So you got to go along to get along as much as possible. Yeah. But also, you can't just walk blindly through this life and eat a bunch of bullshit. It doesn't. It doesn't work out. Yeah, you got a fucking million minnows to one shark, man, and the shark is our government. We got one million minnows to to one shark. Of how many sharks are out there? Yeah, and uh, and I admire the people that are trying to expose that and that are trying to enlighten how our government works. I mean, Me the, gov- the government has no, no, they have so much power. They, they, they don't care of the, f- they don't fucking give a shit about you. No. That's what I told. Why I, would they? That's what I told Trump. They've got their own family. That's what I told about Trump supporters and shit, man. He don't give a fuck about you, man. There is nothing in this world that would ever make him be like, Oh, poor you. Thanks for voting for me, but I'm not going to, you know, he's been you're, you're pretty burnt. vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's very vicious about poor people. Like he's a, he's a, he's a mean dude. Yeah. And he talks shit about people. People like I don't know why the people like that though. I mean, I guess it's just he, like he's an entertainer, and they're entertained. Entertained, yeah. They 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 grew up watching The Apprentice, and they grew up and like, man, this guy's gonna be great. So there's like the psychological effect of of liking people more when you're exposed to them more. So mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a very simple correlation. You see somebody more, you start to like them more, and so they people got used to seeing Trump. Remember how Trump was everywhere before he ever even mentioned president? Exactly. Like it, that's why it was such a laughable thing, and it's just like fuck. Yeah, okay, Trump, you old so-and-so. Uh, he's just like, yo, go get a you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he starts gaining traction and people start taking him seriously. And they're like, well, we already like this guy. And they don't even really stop to think this is a completely different thing that he's trying to do now. Mm-hmm. He might fuck it up. They just think, this is a guy I like. He's trying to do a thing. I'm going to support him. And it's – I. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Why the poor people would ever think that like that he was gonna like extend any sort of arm out? Because to, they to like them. him and they and he lied. <laughs> yeah, he said he would. And they watched The Apprentice. They sat home in their little midwestern fucking towns and southern towns and watching The Apprentice, watching them just fire people that they didn't like or they did like, oh fuck you, Trump, you you fired the you fired the one that I really liked, or oh well, maybe the next one's gonna be the the, the one up and you're fired and you know and, the, and the, maybe he saves the one. That they really like, and they're just, sitting, they're, they're just sitting there, like, like that's like seven o'clock on like what Tuesdays or whatever. They're watching Donald Trump on The Apprentice, and then you get like over like three quarters of America that watch TV uh-huh. like on a habitual basis, and they start to believe. I mean, it's like fucking brainwashing them. Yeah, and then yeah, of course he's gonna. Oh, he's gonna be the next president. Oh, it's a shame The Rock didn't run. People like him even more. You don't, fucking, you don't need qualifications. No, you absolutely don't. You but that's it. Couldn't be all. It, it's not all that because there, there's got to be people like. I mean, well, I, no, the Republican Party's full of rich people full who, of who have um, no problem just being like, yeah, Trump's an idiot, but he's going to protect my money, so I'm going to vote for him. Yep, that's why he won. All the lobbyists. Yeah, that's true. They're, we'll yep. pay him to protect our money. Mm-hmm. But then, so yeah, you get the people who don't want to think. Paired up with the people who don't want to risk losing their millions, and that's and enough. And the fucking hedge fund fuckers and all the, you know, mm-hmm. all, I mean, all of it, you know, like he was great for the economy. Yeah, you know what? And I, and he, it took me, it took me a while to like, like, to really think that. 
Yeah. You know, but then I looked at it and I was like, man, it's kind of. I have like blue collar guys like me that are like like seventy thousand dollars in their fucking uh, retirement and shit, like like huge tax breaks. Things got like, a lot better, and mm-hmm. and they've gotten worse since he's been gone, at least for a lot of people. But that's not all president. What the, what's one dude have to do with that? Really, See, what's the gas prices have to do with old Biden? Like not yeah. this OPC, and uh, you know, you know, it's just like the way things go. I mean, the the more you're paying people, the more they're like, oh, it's gonna cost. You know, the more you're paying your your employees, the price of fucking uh, of goods are going to go up. Well, yeah, the people providing the goods have to pay mm-hmm. the employees. Yep, and that's just economics. It sucks though. Like inflation is is going to oh, be it's terrible. really bad it's the next terrible. few years. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It has to because things are getting more and more expensive all the time. Less people seem to be working. What the fuck? People like the job market's really rough right now. It's hard to find people to hire. And yeah, it's just. Did you watch? The, so there's a thing on the internet. Uh, I don't like. I said I don't try to follow the internet too much, but this guy went to like 68 different. He applied 68 different uh, businesses, and um, and he was trying to explain how if if the job market was really hurting for people, he got and I think he I don't, don't quote me on this. I think he only got an interview for two out of the 68 jobs that he'd hired for. So he was like mm-hmm. trying to prove that the the market of like for, for employees was not as much as everybody was saying it was. What color was this guy? Don't know. That matters. It matters. I've actually seen a documentary. I think it was a white. I think it was a white guy. You can look it up, man. It's like look at the guy that tried to. I think look at the guy that tried to expose how how the help wanted sign. So he went to every help wanted you know uh, internet outdoor like applied. What could be now, behind that? Maybe businesses get. Government kickbacks. Government kickbacks. If they're searching for employees but can't find any. Right. Like that's the what way the P- that, that's what the PPP loans had fucking yeah. sourced it's out. It's just like without, with you know? uh, unemployment, how you have mm-hmm. to look for, or you did before COVID, you had to look for three new, you have to try to get three jobs a week to get your money. And you have to call in a week, every week and tell them what you did. And then they give you your money. But I mean, not anymore. I, I think, think just, so, I think just got, we got so much money. Like when the, when we were unemployed in March, when the pandemic hit, we were, I was making fucking $1,149 a week just myself mm-hmm. on unemployment with the 600 with the $1,200 you know whatever it was exactly. the, wife, the wife was making like $900 a week so we I mean we were in a three week time we'd fucking several thousand dollars yeah so I could be bad or it could not and it's it's gonna depend on we blew how it we, dude we, we, we blew it that's we, really we, okay we have, we have nothing on a, well I mean on a like structural societal level that's great because you're stimulating the economy that's what that mm-hmm. money was for yeah exactly but stimulus on, I mean to be on a personal level you might want to save a little bit sure yeah the the whole economy was was boosted by all that money it really did help and then now that they're tightening back a little bit it fucking sucks like the stock market's not doing shit and crypto's nope. not doing shit it's just like fuck it feels like just like a financial pause like everybody's just waiting so we want to go. We want to go gun mode again. Um, yeah, let's but, go gun mode. The the Trump tokens that I we, that I got, bought my first fucking gun, my handgun with. With a crypto, no, Trump tokens. What's no, Trump token? The stimulus check. That oh, you, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Oh, I thought you token is a crypto word. You, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I should. I should. I know nothing about that. I tried to invest in in crypto, but I had no clue. Nobody. I mean. There's yeah, there's not all that many resources. No. I think there's there's a market there for Reddit was fucking pretty inform uh, like there's a lot of information on Reddit. Reddit's good. YouTube is okay too. Yeah, but I don't really always trust the the influencers influencers on there because they all seem so rich. Right, because they're getting fucking paid probably seventy thousand dollars an episode or a, a, a video that they're putting on. You know, yeah. with their advertising. Like, oh, I don't and, want the pump and dump guy. But Reddit, you figure like 
I don't know. At least, at least you can't see them. And I like Reddit. Just distinguish how douchebaggy they are. Discord's good too. I do like Discord. I do a lot of musical uh, discords. Mm. Um, yeah, Discord's good. I met a lot of friends actually at a couple shows, uh, a couple of concerts that I went to off Discord. And oh, like, cool. oh, yeah, we're gonna be at the Portland one. I was like, like to meet up, man. So we meet up and have a beer. And that stuff's hang out. neat. Yeah. yeah, just like the level of community you can build on the internet, and it, it really becomes is real. The I internet like that is a lot. real. The internet is real, and the internet controls most of the. It is completely real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking of it as a, a another form of real is, is a lot more helpful than thinking of it as fake. Right. Because it is, it's different, but it is, it's still its own thing. So much information. You look about, I mean, you look at like how the internet's evolved. Remember AOL.com? And remember ICQ? Just, oh, yes. 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 Uh, I do remember that. That was Man, a good one. Firefox is always like one of the first like, like, uh, Independent browsers. Yeah, exactly. So the browsers. guy who created that, he worked for Mozilla when they did Firefox. I remember Firefox. Mozilla, yep, yep, yeah. yep. He now has his, he has gone off on his own and made his own browser called Brave Browser. Really? And, it, and it's it's like they don't track you, they don't take your information and sell it to third parties. And so I, I don't have it, but it supposedly is a, is a good, really? good alternative to Google, the powerhouse of, of information. Is it part of the dark? The, the, the dark? I wouldn't be surprised if it yeah. was. like. I, I haven't been to any of those but sites. How do you like, mean? I mean, how do you even get broken into the dark, the dark web? Like, like how the, does that even happen? Like, how, how where can I? You can't go to Google, obviously, and search for, you know, take me to the dark web. Unless yeah, there must be some know. like forums and shit like that you have to go through. Yeah, but or, I would, I would be terrified to even go into the dark web. Well, I don't even know. Always, it's like what, going back into, uh, um, um, what was the. Uh, Frostbite, what was it? Uh, the the Napster and LimeWire and LimeWire, yeah, BitTorrent. and then you fucking download shit and it would come up in like some weird, like some weird shitty porn. That, yeah, like, viruses I, all I've, over your computer. I've got to get this off, or I'm gonna get fucking in, in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it oh, was man. an accident. The porn know? days of early computing were like that. Is, it's so funny now to think about like people sitting there waiting ten minutes for one picture for one beat off. Yeah, what you gotta you gotta do a lot of of work in your head. Maybe for get like one three picture. Beat, maybe get like, picture what's going on in the scenario. Maybe you get three beat offs out of one picture, but then it, oh, I get years worth shit. out of one picture. I still keep them, them in my head. You, yeah. never, you never know when you're gonna need that. Fuck. But, oh, speaking of ejaculation, one more thing before we go because we're getting pretty close. Yes, sir. Um, I didn't think about this when you were talking about your. Uh, the your family matters uh, bust. Yes, <laughs> but I, I I was trying to rack my brain for like what weird bust did I have in the in the early days? Because it is weird. You're like you're never sure where they're coming from. It's like this mystical yep. force that just flows through your body and out your penis, and it's like it's mysterious and wonderful. And um, so I thought about this when you were talking about Trump and The Apprentice. When I was like 14. The Apprentice was, you know, all the rage. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in, uh, like, sleeping in this hallway in Nakata. So we lived, like, in a little mother-in-law apartment off the back of the post office. And um, there was a, it was a one-bedroom. So my choices for sleeping were either, like, sleep with on a cot in my mom's room uh, where she was sharing a bed with my little sister. And there was a couch, and there was... Four of us kids and my mom in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And so, but there was these hallways in between like the post office and our house. And so we just threw a bed in there. And like the bed was touching on both sides the wall. So it's <laughs> literally a hallway. Yeah. And um, there was no flooring in there. So the ground was all dirty and shit. But the water heater is in there. There's extension cords running all over the place. You know, standard hallway living. And um, so I, I'm in there and I remember waking up from a dream where I was 
having sex with Omarosa from The Apprentice, who I didn't find particularly attractive. I don't know if you were a fan of The Apprentice. Omarosa was a black lady, yeah, uh, probably early 40s. And um, sounds like my type. Yeah, right. I don't know where it came from. I, I I didn't think about her sexually while I was watching the show. Right. in the least, you never do. But my hormonal fourteen year old brain fucked the hell out of her, and then blew a load in my underwear. And I woke up and I was like, "That was the craziest thing I've." That was ever... your wet dream. That was that the was wet, dream, wet they, dream. That was the wet dream that they talked about. Like you remember, you remember like being like specifically like, "Oh, you might have wet dreams." That's when they started giving you deodorant. That's when exactly. you started getting your boner and I shit broke like the that. seal. You did. Yeah. I, I I don't remember. That's awesome that you remember that. Like your first. Wet I just dream. recalled it. I didn't even remember it wow. until this podcast. Wow, that's that's dude. Yeah. I can't. I I I'm I've dug deep into uh, my where's my where was my first wet dream at. Have you had many? I haven't had very many. No, like maybe I, I, no, I've never had in my I, life. I've never had any. Oh, dude, just don't don't ejaculate for as long as you possibly can. My and mind's then you'll telling sleep me. Bust. My 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 mind's telling me when I uh, when I'm sleeping, like I get to that point, dude, and I'm like, you're having the dream, and you're like, yeah, I'm not ready to bust it out. And then, but you need the you pressure. Did, then you wake up. And you're like, yeah. oh shit. Oh, that's a bad feeling. Fuck. The gun jammed. Yep. Oh, that's the worst. Something blocked up. That's the worst. It's actually. When you're actually having sex and that happens, like it happens to me if I'm really exhausted or something, and I'm just like you're trying to just focus all your energy into this into this orgasm, yep. and uh, some there's a slip in the rhythm or something, and something happens and you do like a half orgasm, and oh, it's just like the most uncomfortable it's feeling the ever, worst. dude. It's like you're you're draining the plug, and it's like not even there's no full. It's just like you uh, still feel full. You feel like you, you felt it coming, and then it just like jammed. Nope. Yep. It's like there's a thickness now in my body that, that is not pleasant. What do they call it in the fucking porn industry? They call it edging. Oh, is that a thing? Edging, yes. I so, didn't even know that. So what happens is, so what usually it's uh, a woman uh, jacking you off, and you're sitting there, and uh, you know you get to the point. They can feel, I mean, women, I've already heard women feel like they, that I was about ready to bust a nut, because they can feel, feel it in like their dick. Know. They, they, yeah. no, they, 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 I can tell they can she's feel about it. to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So they do it, and they stop. And then you get that feeling, and then all of a sudden it's like you either blow a load and you don't feel it, or you get a little bit of it, and then you like it dribbles out just a tad. But then you're ready to go for another round. Oh, it doesn't trigger the refractory. Exactly, period. exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So it's it's called edging. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned about that shit. And, oh, so uh, that's a way to prolong sex. Exactly. That's I think that's okay. what they I think that's what they do to tell you if you want to last longer in bed is uh like get to the point where you're about ready to blow, and then you don't. Got like it. Do something like think about zombies being killed, and then you don't. But if, I mean you know. that that makes sense a lot. That's common sense, really. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, oh, if you want sex last longer, don't come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or think about, but th- like like zombies like being shot in the head makes me horny. Oh, so how am see, I there, oh, because you thought about it too so many so times during like sex. A, Fuck, man! Like, how am I gonna stop this one? You know, so it's like it's the like, guy who's like can't stop getting hard at baseball games. You're like, they used to always tell you, like, just think of baseball. <laughs> ah, dang it. Seeing those guys with, I mean, potential hard-ons uh-huh. underneath their pants, it's like fucking weird. You yeah, know? yeah. But Oh, uh, we were going to talk about baseball. We hit two hours, though. Actually, so. I, before we go, I have a, oh, actual, yeah, yeah. I have an actual present for you. Besides, really? Besides the... Uh, Besides the, the the recipes, I brought you an Edgar Martinez fucking rook, uh, not a rookie card, but it's uh, autographed out of one ninety nine. 
Wow, man. Just something cool. I mean, I asked you if you liked the Mariners. You're like, you weren't like hard about them, but I'm hard about the Mariners. My kid is very hard about them. Well, uh, he why don't will you, be very excited why don't you, about why don't you, this. Why don't you get, give that to him then? That's, That's so for cool. you, dude. Casey. Yeah. Thank you, man. That's yeah, really I have awesome. lots more where that comes from. Like, I have lots. I'm a huge. That's big. such a generous gift. Maybe, wow. maybe one thank day, you. maybe one day down the road, we maybe do a part number two and for and sure off. This was easy. No, this, this dude, we could do a part number two right now and it would flow fine. Jesus, like, this, I know it would. Sometimes they're just easy. I had a feeling this was going to be one of those. You didn't. You did really. Really well, man. Did you get Thank to ask, did you get to ask any of the the PowerPoint? Uh, well, let's see. Or... I I don't even know if I got to them. Where did I just even put my phone? Uh, have I left? No, I do. Did you leave? Oh, Are we even here? Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll pull out the list. <clears throat> one. We got time maybe for one more question. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about kimchi. We didn't hit that oh. at all. So fermented foods, you, you're a fan? I am. I'm a huge fan. Let's um, cover kimchi just briefly before we get out of here. All right. So I saw you posted a picture that said you had a, a one-year-old batch of kimchi that looked quite tasty. It was a little, I mean, it's starting to gray and darken a little bit. but I like the, a little gray on my edges, like get a little stank on it. No, this is, this is uh, I pulled it a little bit too early, though. So what happens was I took, I bought a whole case of like, I think it was 40 pounds of cabbage. And Did I fucking, you use Napa cabbage? Is that, uh, what kind do you use? Yeah, I use the or, Napa. I use okay. the I use the, the the Napa cabbage. I bought forty pounds of it. That's a lot of cabbage. Yeah, it was like six. Uh, no, it was like after after all said and done, after all the fermentation, pro, after when I was gonna pull it and put it into the you know stop fermenting, it was like sixty pounds. Wow. So I used Napa cabbage, bought that, and I salted it out. I put like per you know per twenty pounds, I put like f- like five cups of salt or five uh, one quart of uh, of uh, salt on it and let it just ooze out and then um i put the first time i ever did it the first this is the first time i ever put um um ginger in it oh yeah the ginger ga- i think the ginger prolonged the flavor like the how the flavor was going to end up in the end result you know what it I mean? seems like it's a little preservative but you know i love you know you go to sushi you get the you get the pickled ginger that's my favorite part i'm a huge ginger fan but Me anyway too. i did that and i had a couple a little bit of uh gochujang and some gochugaro which is some korean like uh you know Korean chili paste, it's uh, gochujang, and then... Is that like a miso kind of tough stuff? No, it's is just... Is it fermented? It, no. Uh, oh. Well, gochujang, yes. Yes, oh. it is. It's a fermented chili paste. And then uh, gochugaro is what you do to start the gochujang. You ferment the gochugaro chili flakes. So I used both in it. And then I used ginger, garlic, scallions, um, and just let it ferment at 65 degrees for like three or four weeks instead of tubs. Like burped them out. And, uh, and then... So when we were doing our pop-up which we could probably talk about at some other point uh, that we had it for the ramen. I was doing this for the for our ramen, of course, and it uh, went three weeks, and I just let it ferment like a month and a half, and then uh, I've used it like – I've given it to people like the public like mm-hmm. for the last year. Wow. And and I have like probably like four more quarts probably left of one-year-old. It just turned one-year-old on uh, February 2nd. I'm pretty sure of it. It's crazy how that's just, it just, but I've babied it. I put it, I put it in, I, I, I pulled it pretty early at a, you know, meaning you put it in into cold. Yeah. Put it in the cold at like 65 degrees for like three weeks. And then it's been in the refrigerator for one year. Oh, oh, gotcha. gotcha. So when you say you pulled it, that means you take it out of the 65 and put it into a refrigerator. Yep. And stop the fermentation process. Because if I were to let it go any like two or three weeks more. It just mush up. Yeah. It would have been shitty and it's still kind of mushy now, but I mean, the flavor is so complex. I mean, I should have brought that for you. I would love to taste time. it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of kimchi, and it, it took huge. Yeah, I eat it every day. 
It's really, like, it's, it's a major so staple of my diet. Oh, dude, it's so good for your gut. Sauerkraut too. Mm-hmm. I like, I love fermented foods. Period. Because they're, I, I've always just liked the taste. They taste. It's, it's like almost fun to eat fermented food. It's like a little bit of a adventure for your tongue. It is. And my tongue loves going adventures. So yeah. fermented foods are a good one. I like farting out of them a lot. I like, like fermented foods make me fart a lot. Uh-huh. And I think it's like nothing like a good fart. Dude. The, nothing else makes me feel better in my gut. Like than than a good bowl, of, not a bowl of kimchi, but I mean, fuck, man, I'll eat half a jar, easy. I love that stuff. There's a, it also it reminds me of Asian food, like, uh, mm-hmm. but not not like Panda Express, but like street food. The the Asian plate lunch is like my, my favorite fucking lunch, which is just like a teriyaki chicken with rice, macaroni salad, and a little bit of kimchi. Yep, so good. So have you good. been to Tutu's wagon? Are you in the Tutu's wagon there? Oh yeah, man. I haven't seen them open lately. It's been years, but I used remember it was Eileen's chicken up there. I, man, yeah, Eileen's dude had the, loved that. The place. best. That's, that's what got me started on various, all of that. The stuff. best teriyaki chicken in the, in the, in the in, in, that I've ever had. Charbroiled and yep. just like and, and marinated for like two days so before good. it was so good. She had. I mean, I looked in her her uh, her her refrigerator and it was just fucking just stacked of of marinated chicken, mm-hmm. and it came out so good, and it, it was just like it was consistent too. Yep, and she, the portion sizes. I mean, she doesn't have a business anymore. The building doesn't even exist. But she's not even alive anymore. Oh wow. Yep. Damn. Time flies. It does. It is time. Speaking of which, time to wrap this thing up, man. Cool, man. Thanks again for coming. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. This a really good one. This is the fifth podcast I've done this week, and it was. Uh, it's probably one of the best. I really, really had a good time. And I, I think that also made me kind of feel relaxed because I'm just like, this. I did it. I made it through this week. Yep. It's the most I've ever done in a week. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for coming. This is a good Thanks, time. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Glad to be on here, guys. All right, be guys. Good, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ramble by the River. If you did, it really helps us out if you leave us a rating or a review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to get more involved and support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content, bonus episodes, and a Ramble by the River t-shirt with every Royal Rambler subscription after three months. Instructions for how to join are at ramblebytheriver.com. Click the subscribe link. And it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thanks again for listening. Come back next week. Bye. Can't nobody take me here and now It's my time to ride it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to ride it out I'm young, I'm free Can't nobody take me here and now It's my time to ride it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time Say yeah. yeah, if you're on a train, say yeah.